now 7 p.m. across the Eastern Caribbean Islands and the East Coast of North America. Welcome to Journeys the Talk Show Season 2. Our video podcast is now streaming live on Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. It's a talk show. Welcome to Journeys the Talk Show. Journeys helps to record the history of local and international jockeys, trainers, grooms, and horsemen who work throughout Barbados, the United States of America, Canada, the UK, and in countries from all over the world. Journeys is hosted by Sean Hall, coming to you live from the Caribbean island of Barbados. Co-hosted by Leroy Trotman, streaming to you live from Toronto, Canada. And I'm Brett Callahan, coming to you live from my island home of Barbados. Our weekly talk show, Journeys, is proudly sponsored by MPEquine.com, McKean Powell Equine Services and Veterinary Care providing sports horse medicine which addresses the needs of competitive horses with the goal of maximizing their athletic performance and prolonging their competitive careers today on the show we're excited today on the show we're excited to have barbadian and canadian jockey slade callahan as our featured special guest for the first season of for the first episode of season 2 journeys the talk show today we will also feature additional segments of our journeys talk show with the starter the official starter of horse races at the garrison savannah mr mark batson in addition we will touch base and show you a great new video of our proud sponsors from mpequine.com mckean powell equine services and veterinary care stay tuned as we have an exciting live show for you, lined up for all of our viewers and listeners from around the world. It's now time to introduce you to our hosts, Sean Hall and Leroy Trotman. 
Good night, good night, good night, good night, good night. What's going oh, on? Boy, it's been long, it's been long. It's been long, two weeks. I've been kicking at the door, boy. Aye, kicking, oh, yeah. Easy, big boy. Easy, big boy. Choking on the bit, choking on the bit, boy. Hey. Easy, big boy. <laughs> settle down here a little bit, you know what I mean? You give a two horse two weeks off, you know what's happening, oh, you know? Trouble. Um, yeah, trouble. you could, like, give him a little trank or something on the way back, first day back. And you're a big, strong guy, so I know. Yeah, man, yes. You a lot of protein yeah. shakes and that kind you know, of stuff. I've been, I've been prepping myself and getting ready, man. <laughs> just kicking, just jumping at the door all the time. I had to get a couple of shoes replaced, you know, in the door and stuff like that, you know. You know, it goes. <laughs> so how you guys been, man? Well, it's still very here. good. Still here, you know, Barbados. Yeah. You know. Wonderful. Beautiful Barbados. Caribbean breeze. Yeah. yeah. I tell you something, talk about Barbados, Sean. You know, you came on the last show we had, and you come up with your cane juice, drinking your cane juice, and think for me, you know what I mean? And I made really kind of frustrate me a little bit on that kid, and, and happened to go to a, a market here, I think about two weeks ago. And man, you won't believe what I found, Sean. Brent, you got some of this show, Sean, for me, man? Oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sean, guess what I'm drinking here, Sean? I'm drinking some cane juice. I finally got my cane juice. So. Salutes to you, buddy. Cane juice. Yeah, sure. I imported to him. Yeah. Where, tell me where that cane come from. They don't Boy. have cane in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, the man had cane there. The man had cane there. We imported it for him. Brett, Brett, I, you, you get the pictures, but I, I saved you with the cane. The cane itself that showed Sean. I can show Sean the cane. Man, the actual cane? Yeah. Let me take a look at that. Let me see if I get them. Was Sean? Sean, it was sweet. I never see a cornfield in Ontario in my life. I've seen cornfields. I'm Sean. You only has a corn juice. You drink in there. You only hang around. You only hang around restaurants. Sean, you went outside of that. You know the farm area and stuff. Sean, to make sure. But I find cane juice, and I had to take a little video. Just to show you, Sean, that you know what you alone oh. can't drink cane juice. But I got my, I got my, my, my thing settled with you now. I drink Jeez. cane juice. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I can't. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, I, I got it done, Sean. God, God just blessed me that I did a walk straight in that place and see cane juice there. Did you buy like? Did you buy about three gallons? No, no, no I just buy enough just to show you that I drink cane juice in <laughs> that you get twenty twenty two. That's the beauty about Canada, though. You can get anything you want, any time of the year, yeah. it seems. I mean, St. Jacob's uh, Market. That's where I went and, and oh, got my cane juice. St. Jacob's Jacob Market. Market. Yes. But my, my man, Garvey, is, we, we, we have an organic cane field, freshly squeezed by his farm. Okay. And, you know, so I don't know where that, I don't know if that came from Belize or Guyana. Or, I don't <laughs> Mine was authentic okay. Barbadian grown in Barbados. Okay, you just gotta get Feels. it. Better. You you just gotta be you're the top top of what yes, I got. I gotta Honestly. top you. Okay, all right, man. It's you know. Okay, man. I bow to you. But man. Sean, you. Uh, our guy Leroy is new writer kick ass the last couple of weeks. Mika, man. And well, Leroy, yes, great yes, job. Yes, congratulations, yes, congratulations to him for starting. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to show on. some of our viewers a little caption that we got from our racing correspondent in the jocks room at woodbine from tyler yeah. gaskin great micah husband's getting ready for his first ride at woodbine racetrack years of hard work coming start his career today years of hard work paying off 
luck, my son. Yes, yes. yes. And we also got a win out for the first time ever. Good for them bubbles. <laughs> yeah. And he went on to win that first race, first Leroy. Race, I mean, yes. That's great, man. I mean, you know, it's good yes. to have these things to, to keep for when you get all the cuts, Leroy. You know, we yes. can look back. Yes. You can look back. You can look back and see the very first time. I yeah. got a, I got I all I got to remember my first race a, a photo with me walking out and it was wow. hundred years old. <laughs> he has a whole video. You know? <laughs> well, guys, let's jump straight into it. Check yes. this out. Well, wow. to Jen Morrison. Special just for Jen. Yeah. I love that. I meant that the, the, the opening. The opening yes. is so brand spanking new and looks yes. beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well done. Thank How are you guys doing tonight? Great, great, man. Very good. Very great, good. Great, great, great. You had a How nice time to sort of reboot and get ready for season two now. Yes, yes. 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 That's because great. just a prop to our guy, Sean Hammerman, for all the new stuff that he's done. Yeah. yeah. He's been Hammer. working on the videos and stuff. Yeah. I invited him into the backstage last yeah. night, so I haven't seen him here yet all today. Right. He would come. Don't worry. Hammer but we mentioned short. it to Chris Griffith as well as Tyler Gaskin yeah. Yeah. Guys to see where short. they are. Yes. But no we problem, wanted man. to get Jen in. How's things, Jen? How the book sales going and stuff? Yeah, it's uh, going very well. Thank you very much, Brett. Um, I had a really nice uh, book signing up at uh, Long Run Thurbid Retirement, where they had an open house. And oh my gosh, Pink Lloyd was such the star of that show. Um, wow. You know, they kept bringing him out and, and fans, like, like anybody, little kids, older ladies, men. I mean, they were just all over Pink Lloyd. They put him back in, then they bring him back out. <laughs> and um, it was really well attended, and it was just a, a fabulous day. And, uh, yeah, so I sold a few books there, and um, I got some more events coming up. But it's been doing well. I just got to – I'd like to get that horse that I rode about. Just to get his acting gear anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he's you like, go and have like, a word with goes, him? What do I need know? to do? He doesn't need to win anymore. You know, I was like, I don't need to do anything. I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am trying to like you know promote this guy, and he keeps running third and stuff. Yeah. That's not helping me. We all got our peaks and valleys in this game, you know. We all have yeah. our peaks and valleys. A win will help Jen, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Pray well, for you. I guess sure, they're, sure. they're thinking about running Mighty Heart on the grass next time. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. Well, hey, Jake saying hello, everyone. Jake is uh, Jake <laughs> is like, this is Jake going, when are we going out? Like, you're there. Like, We've had dinner. What is happening here? Look at him. Just wait. Just wait. Oh, my God. 
Just know, follow Jake and take his time because we need to find out your pick of the week for this time. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm going to give you an exactor box, okay? And it's for tomorrow night. We're not wasting any time here. All right. Not okay, so to time. all of our listeners, nobody has to attention. wait around. Let's just get it done. And I'm, I'm glad that this is a evening racing. You know, Thursday's post time is now 5 o'clock p.m. Toronto time. So I'm going to go to the third race. It's a seven furlong uh, maiden event on the Tapita. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite confident, quite confident of this exactor box, okay? Off the claim, number five, rookie court. Patrick Husband's riding for Mike Dunslow, and that is quite a combination. Yes. You know, Patrick, and I'm sure Leroy can add to this, but, you know, if you see Patrick, look at he's very selective now, right? <laughs> you know, he's 100 years old. No, I'm yes. not kidding. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who, Leroy or Patrick? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to know. I ruled with him, so that means he's got to be old, man. I ruled with that guy. (laughs) But, you know, he's very selective, and, you know, he rides lots of good horses, but, you know, he rides for this Mike Dunslow barn, and he rides horses, could be 7,000 claimers. This is a $25,000 claiming race, but Mike Dunslow claimed this horse uh, from her last race, and she's been running on the grass, which she seems to quite like, but this is on the tapita, and I think she can handle it, too. I think she's an improving horse. So I'm going to box her uh, rookie court with the nine, Josie Carroll's um, Jimmy is a Breeze. And wow. she's a horse that raced once in May and didn't really do much, but she's had some time off and taking a little bit of a class drop. And I know that Josie Carroll training for this Hopefield Farm and the Dodson family, they're not wasting any time. When you see a Josie Carroll horse in for claiming, I mean, it's almost money in the bank. You know, there's no wasting time here. Let's just get the wins going. If the horses claim, that's fine. But uh, they just want to win. So it's five and nine tomorrow night in race three at Woodbine. Five and nine, exactor box. Wow. House and line? (laughs) (laughs) Do I bet house and line? Everything. No, no. No. <laughs> no hope no lie. But boy, I mean, we have to just touch briefly before I go about this weekend coming up at Woodbine. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday is a big card. It's got the Connaught Cup, which has got 14 horses on the grass going 7 8. Wow. That's going to be wild. And there's all kinds of graded stakes winners and stuff in there. But Sunday is the big day. It's the Woodbine Oaks, half a million dollars for three year old fillies, Golden Canada and the plate trial so both of those races big races on their own but those two races will have a lot to say about the queen's plate on august 21st and the woodbine oaks looks like it's going to be 11 or 12 horses looking at it to be honest there's probably only three or four that can win it maybe only three Mm. um you know it's moira kevin attard and um sister seagull for Catherine day phillips and Chad Brown sending a horse in, guys, for the wow. uh, Woodbine Oaks. But she's a maiden. Uh, she's run twice at Belmont, run uh, second and third on turf. So Salabia is her name, but she costs $1.6 million. Wow. The most expensive horse that, that David Anderson has ever sold at a sale. So he's excited to have her come back to Canada and try the Oaks. And I was talking to uh, one of the Shadwell Farms managers, uh, Johnny Smythe there, and he said, you know what? We follow Chad Brown, and if he thinks that she's good enough to be shipped up to Canada, 
run a mile and eight on Tapita against Canadian Breads after only two starts. Mm. And we're going to support them. So don't, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a fun little race with my notes. You know, not, not every horse has a, a good chance to win it, but uh, the Chad Brown horse really adds uh, some intrigue. That's Excellent. That's amazing. Yeah. What do you think, Leroy, about the Oaks? What do I think about the Oaks? There could be some surprises in the Oaks, I think. Really? Yeah, I think there might be some, some surprises going on in the Oaks this year. Tell us, sir. There's Tell no, us. There's no horse to me that's standing out in the Oaks huh. this year to me. Well, that's true, yeah. I mean, Moira and uh, Sister Seagull's coming off of Maiden. And Moira's the only stakes winner in the field of the 11 or 12 horses. She's the only stakes winner. I won't count out Josie Carl's horse either. Um, which one's that? Pioneer. Oh, Pioneer's Edge, right, right. The one is she? Um, yeah, she sort of didn't do too well in her last race, yeah, but throw, uh, throw, throw that out. Okay. Mm. Throw that out. All right. Well, there you go. Nice gray filly. Pretty gray filly of Sheathwood Stable. So came back and work pretty decent too. So okay. I think there should be. There might be some surprising going on in the Oaks. I think. And what about the plate trial before I go? The plate trial won't have a very big feel, but it's the big race for the Minkster, Danny Vella's trainee, um, son of English yeah. Channel. He, and uh, the horse yeah, worked in 110. Yeah, Joe, Danny Vella horse, I mean, he's, I think he's at a never level, that horse, you know? Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think he's got that race covered already. Okay. So, well, there you go. You're good for him. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really exciting, uh, and then there's two other stakes races on Sunday as well. So yeah. Sunday it's a big weekend, a big weekend. I mean, my yeah. guy, don't forget our guy Slade is is getting his award too. Award that's too another also. good thing. Yep, yeah. that's right. Slade gets his award. Yeah. Slade Allen gets his uh, Avelino Gomez award on Sunday, and it's nice because finally, you know, we're gonna have an in-person presentation of the Avelino Gomez. We didn't yes. have that for two years or whatever. Wow. So. Yeah. Good yeah. for him, and yes. um, you guys are gonna have a nice chat with him. And I'll, I'll tune in as soon as I do something. I can see Jake is just showing me his butt now. <laughs> <laughs> he is so annoyed about this whole thing. <laughs> All I can see is his bum. <laughs> he just said, "I'm pissed." <laughs> well thanks so much jen we appreciate you coming in and being a part of our show we want to just reach out to all of our people about your book we want everyone to know oh boy here we go again it's yeah. up for sale run with a mighty heart <laughs> uh, you've oh. got a you i think you were oh an award came up or something that you're getting Oh, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I'm going um, the the day the night before the Breeders' Cup uh, in Kentucky. Um, they have the announcement of the winner of the Tony Dr. Tony Ryan Award, which is given out every year, and um, I'm in the three finalists. So I've already won a thousand dollars American. Oh, and wow. and uh, the winner gets ten thousand dollars. Oh, so uh, it's me and two uh, fiction books about racing. In fact, I'm reading one of them right now. It's quite good. So it should be, you know, really interesting and it's thrilling. So I'm writing that out until November or whatever. It's the day before the Breeders' Cup two days start. So that's gonna be really Excellent. really cool. So yeah, very lucky. Been fun. 
Well, good luck with that, Jen. But, you know, Thank uh, you. Don't worry. I'll be talking about it from now until then. So, you know. <laughs> we'll be cheering for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm cheering for you guys, and I'm so glad the show is so, like, sparkly new, and you guys have yes. fun with, with Ride Horse Slade tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, right. Will do, Jen. Thanks so much. See you much, next week. See you right. next week. Yeah. Bye. All right. All right, guys. All I right. think we should go house and land with that exacta box. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a plan. All the letters have And your jocks on him, Leroy. So, yeah. You gotta look at that smile. You He's know me. I like, I, like He's... To, I like to let the horses do the talking for me. You know. Well, I I didn't want to say anything, but it's a it's a, it's a Leroy box. Didn't you realize that? Yep. Did a Leroy box? exact box. Yeah. <laughs> One, two. I, I saw him in the back there looking like a cat got the canary, you know, smirking over uh, I, I let it out. It's, yeah. it's a Leroy box. Caduceus right in the horse in there that, you know me, you can't laugh out either, though, in the same uh -huh. race. Yeah, uh -huh. you can't. You can't. I won't leave that horse out. You know, okay. but I didn't want to. I don't want to interrupt Jen and her picks. You know, what that's I mean? but, a trifecta then, Lord. Yeah, I, I think you got to. I think you have to put that horse in there. Her picks are, are pretty good that she call in, but you still, out. You know, the leading rider. You know, you can't ever leave out the leading rider when you're in your bedding, right? I don't. Okay. Think, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, I also want to get to the fact where our man Hat, Sean Hammer, thanks to all of the work that he's done with our videos and graphic work. Yes. Yes. And he was the one to say that this next segment of our show is how we start season two oh. with the Barbados starter, the official starter of horse races at the Garrison Savannah with Mr. Mark Batson. <laughs> In horse racing, everybody focuses on the finish. But the main thing is to start. And we're here with Mark Batson, the starter of the Barbadian horse racing for how much years now, Mark? Oh Tell my me. Gosh, at least 20. 20 years. Oh my god. And you look like 25. <laughs> well, thank you, Sean. <laughs> we were raised in the gardens together. So I know you're not 25. I, I know. But thank you, though. I know you're. I know you're more 55. <laughs> Proud of you, get you everywhere. <laughs> you having horses racing on Saturday? Oh yes, oh yes, Joshua. Oh okay. I need all the help in the world. No problem, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> we were raised together in the garden. We, we grew up in a close next community. Yes. We both are in the business of horses still. How do you start? In this though, tell me. I know how I started. Tell me how you got into it. Well, basic family on both sides of my family, my mother and father are involved in horse racing. Right. My father worked for the Turf Club, actually still involved with the Turf Club. Yes. He's a, he's, well, he's not a steward anymore, but he's a director. Mm -hmm. And then on my mother's side of the family, you have the husband. So right. You have oh. your husband. So the come husband. from a, yeah, the, <laughs> the husband. Wow. So so yeah, so um, I have a passion for horse racing. I love it, you know. And um, yeah, that's why I'm here. And I mean. I, I don't. I mean, from from young, we used to come to races and everything yes, like yes, that. Yes. 
but how do you actually get the starter's job? Well, my dad did it for the time being, yes. and I, I basically followed him throughout my whole racing career because he was a patrol judge. Yes. I was a patrol judge. So were you well. in the patrol box with him? And, yes. And then yes, up yes, there yes, were starters yeah, where yes. you got familiar with things? Correct. That's correct. So I was basically following his footsteps. Wow. So he was the assistant starter, and then I became the assistant starter. And the, the starter then was Neil Ski. Yes. So I came on to him. Yes. And um, yeah, and then he, he left, and then I took over the post of being the starter. Okay. How about the job? Do you like the job the way it goes? Do you think things could be improved to make it better? Yes, for sure. There definitely could be improvement, you know, and you can always learn. I'm always willing to listen to people. Mm -hmm. and it's not the easiest of jobs no. because there's only one winner. Yes. And um, unfortunately, we live in a society where people make a lot of excuses for things. Yes. And I'm not going to tell that sometimes it's not my fault, but most of the times it's something that could happen in a race, right? Yes, yes. But I mean, you know, I, I, I saw a clip one time. I never went up there before, so I don't know how hectic it is. Yeah. But it seems to be crazy up there. It seems to be. And then you hear my next side. It does my every side. Eh? <laughs> That's why you have to go here. That's it. Because we stand it right up, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not that I shave it, huh? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, the stress. The stress just drops it out. Wow. Yeah, and you know, like we 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 have a special, it's special around the garrison because it's so close yes, to the yes. uh, spectators. That's right. And so, even when you're schooling horses in the morning, you can't simulate a race day Correct. because it's not that crowd around. Yes. I don't think a lot of people truly realize that you know the horses are not accustomed to it, no. especially racing for the first time. You have the crowd that close. You know, so what we have is really unique. Mm -hmm. So it's really special for visitors and people and locals of the island to actually be so close. But then when it comes to actually starting the races, it does have its challenges. Yes. And you know, like, it's interesting until you walk in a person's shoes, you don't yes. know, because you just see it yes. and people just assume. Yes. But it is a very difficult job, it can be. And so it's safe to say that you get a lot of blame for a lot of stuff? Well, yeah, a lot of fingers, a lot of finger pointing. They point at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. I hope you handle that stuff. Well, I don't have any hair anymore. So, oh! Uh, <laughs> I came to Garrison with a full head of oh, hair. Oh my! No. Um, <laughs> no, it is a stressful job, yes. job but I, I love it and have a passion. It's for good it. thing it's just twice a month. And it, you can imagine if <laughs> it <was> more. <laughs> I probably don't have any eyebrows. <laughs> well. But I, I know it's something, I, I guess it's something you have to love to, to continue to do it. And you know, I, mean, I really I, I, I commend you for the service you've Thank given you us. Sean. I Thank mean, you. I appreciate you, it. It's over 20 years. Yeah. You must be doing something right or they don't have many Well, you know, the rest might not tell you that, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that. Well, thank you very much, sir. Because you're my friend. I, I think it's a, it's a really hard job. It is, it is. It really is. I mean, I've been to Canada and I know it's a completely different atmosphere. People are always miles away from horses. But you have, you're lucky now that they put that rail yeah, up now yeah, to, to keep sure. the crowd for for back sure. a bit. Yeah, definitely. But other than that, man, I, I really commend you, man. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. But I really love what I do, and there's, there's always room for improvement. Yes. You know, and I think with schooling the horses um, would help a lot. But yes. to, to, to be honest with you, there's no training here. Yes. So you have no training for handlers, yes. starters. Everything is done on the job. Yes. So it's not as easy as people think. So you even see like people who live abroad yeah. commenting but they don't know the inner works that yes. goes into getting horses prepared but all I can say is I hope in the future they have more schooling involved to help you guys to get races better on Sunday 
This is Mark Batson. What horse are you racing the horse again? It's the last okay. race, Joshua. Okay. Remember that? <laughs> now don't do me any favors now. Definitely not. <laughs> but we are out of here. <laughs>
Yeah, well, no, I appreciate that. But yeah, so as I was saying, I, I, I just started writing there. And then uh, Richard, actually, he, he, I guess when it was maybe 14 or 13, he got his uh, trainer's license. And he started training, you know, so we, you know, as young kids, we'd, we'd sort of follow him and go down to the track once in a while. And uh, at that time, Biaf was Darwin Clark, and then, you know, Bump was Charlie Brown, who's up here galloping yeah. still. They they started riding races for Richard, and, uh, you know, as a little boy, that's everybody's dream, pretty much. So, you know, one thing led to another, and uh, I started going to the track and um, galloping horses with Richard. And then, to be honest, uh, Rodney Jones is who actually helped me a lot because um, – he, when, you know, I turned 14, I got my exercise license with Richard. And then uh, Rodney said, you know what, come up to my farm. Um, and actually that his farm was the, I think is the old horse charity farm right now. And uh, I used to go out there after school, you know, quite a few times a week and, and just ride the horse in a paddock with, uh, you know, exercise him. And he's who gave me my uh, first opportunities when we started riding. And Ron Burt was the trainer then. So you know that that was all that was all good. It's Ron's up here now as well, right? Yes, yes, yes. And it says that you you started at sixteen years old. Yeah, well, I got my license when I was actually fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So I rode. Uh, I rode for pretty much a year in Barbados, and then I got hurt. I had a, a pretty bad accident. I got hurt almost a a, a year to the day I started riding. And um, that put me out for, you know, quite a while. I was off for almost a year. I uh, I had to go and get an operation. Actually, I had it done here in uh, Toronto at St. Mike's downtown. That's in 1986. Yeah, the end of 86. Well, I got hurt in the August of uh, 86. And three months afterwards, I, I came up to St. Mike's. And I had an operation done. I actually had a nerve transplant. So they, they took a, a nerve from my leg and they transplanted it into my neck. And um, the whole process was the nerves would grow down and reattach to my, you know, where the um, original nerves were severed. And, you know, thank goodness over the years it uh, worked out pretty good. So that accident occurred at the track back home or at the farm? Yeah. No, that, that happened at the track in a race. I was, uh, I was oh, riding a horse with Jeffrey Chandler. I can't remember what horse, but... It was a horse for Jeffrey Chan at that time. Wow. So I was, off, I was off for pretty much a, a year. Yeah, it was 10 months, I think. It was 10 months, they said, on the, the start yeah, well, I said, that's what I said, but I don't think that's what. I think it was a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I think I remember a little better than that. I don't want you to And, uh, yeah, but during that time, I, I did a lot of rehab. You know, I, I used to go up by um, Big C Stables with Di, Di Clark. And I used to ride the ponies up there when I first started about riding, and, and that was the most amount of therapy you could ever wish for. You know, you put your hands on the, the reins and the horses pulling against you, and, you know, you either got to stay on or you fall off. So yeah. that was the best uh, therapy I, I could ever have done. I was fortunate enough to be able to go and get that done, and you know, most afternoons go up there and ride, fool around with, uh, with the horses in the cart roads. Um. 
So to say, you, you, when you started back, how did you, how did you get going when you started back? How I, I just came back to I, to be honest, I can't remember. I came back to the track and obviously probably just started back galloping at, in Barbados. And uh, then I actually won with my first ride back. I rode a horse for uh, on a story, you know, mm -hmm. and actually the horse called was Amazing Grace. Oh, yeah, uh, no, no, first time back, and that was that was a really good feeling because during that time, you know, when I came out here before I had my operation, this was a world renowned doctor that actually did the surgery on me. He said, You know, Slade, you're never gonna write again, mm. you know. So, to be able to come back after that within you know eight months of the operation was just unbelievable. And okay. uh, I actually saw the same doctor because I had to go for yearly checkups for the next couple of years, and he couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Really couldn't believe it that I could um, make it back and start writing. He was actually astonished where he uh, he actually took videos and photos so he can go and because he actually he would lecture on um, procedures throughout the world. So he would then actually lecture on using my case as a case study. To be honest. Mm -hmm. So said to say that's when you got the nickname the one I'm bandit, eh? That's correct. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. One I'm bandit, man. Yeah. I can't forget those days. Wow. Yeah, good old days. You don't have a worry in the world, right? <laughs> so I know you say you, 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 your memory is fond of what a lot of horses and stuff like that, but I know you got to remember that special horse that you rode in Barbados. Yeah, um, well, or some of those, those special horses. Yeah, well, name a few. Ever was uh, probably a horse that my my parents uh, bred. She, um, his name was Vision Quest, and in Barbados, you well at that time I think it's changed now. But on your fiftieth win, you lose your apprentice license and become a journey, journeyman. Mm -hmm. So I actually uh, raised this horse at home, and uh, and. Um, Pretty much helped with his training, you know. And he, he won that the first time out, and that was my 50th win. And that was probably one of the most emotional wins I've had, along with maybe two others in my career. So, you know, you always got to remember everything from back home and, and how things go. But that was, that was a really special day for me. Because he was a homebred, too, right? So, yeah, yeah. His name was Fisher Quest. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how we remember those. People may not even remember who that horse is, but it, it meant something to you. Exactly. Well, yes. When you sort of, you know, everyone has their own things that stand out in their lives, you know, and, mm -hmm. and no matter what, you, you're not going to forget that. But as you say, mm -hmm. other people, you know, wouldn't even glance over that. But that was definitely one of the most special wins in my career. I mean, all of us come from back home, and I know we, we all come to North America, but we still always remember those. Starting days, man. Those, those those starting days back home, and and we still reminisce about it because we were at um, the charity um, event for Sheena Ryan, and you were present with a with a few of the guys that worked with you at your farm and stuff like that, and we were reminiscing about that too, also. So I mean, and we kind of was really reminiscing about those great days too, right, Slade? So yeah, well, you know, before I left and I came to Canada, you know, I sort of um, as you know, racing in Barbados is you know once every two weeks and, and to keep your weight down was really hard so i actually quit writing for a year i had retired and uh, because i just i was too heavy i couldn't keep my weight down to make it worthwhile so during that time you know i, I had a farm where i would uh keep livestock i had a bunch of sheep a bunch of cattle and i had horses and i kept horses for people 
So, you know, I had a, a bunch of guys that worked with me and who are now here, you know, special friends. You know, we go back years and, uh, you know, Randy Thompson, the trainer, he's one of them. You know, Anthony Ben, he's another one. Kevin Rice, he's another one. The guys are up here. And uh, we got some memories, as you were saying, that we go back down memory lane. It, it's just good old days. They were the good old days, that's for sure. And I got to listen to a lot of that. I was I was just a listener in that in those conversations. You guys had a wonderful time doing that. And it's a pleasure to know that those those same guys, I mean, Randy, you've done good for himself. And Ben, as a groom for City of Tartus, done good for himself and all that, too. So it was just a pleasure sitting down there that day, listening to you guys reminiscing, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, my, my, actually, Mackie was in that group as well. Mackie yeah. also, yeah. yes, yes. yes. Right now, I think he's doing some work off the track. Yeah, but he, he was, because it allergicness and stuff like that, because it was not to the, the horse of not to him. It's amazing, you know, to hear you guys reminisce that day. But those days, I mean, has brought us to where we are here today. You know what I mean? And to be able to talk about it, as Sean named the show, the show Journeys. And then you made a, a, a big jump and came to the North American side. You know what I mean? And I think it says here you, you came up in 1994 or you became your first winner or something in 1994. Could you kind of jump to the, the gun up to here now? Not only that, but what influenced you to come? What, well, what? well, I had um, I had the um, as I say, I had a farm, you know, and I, I I had a good little business going there. And um, Brett actually he started his career probably what in '92 or something, but he came in '93. He came up to Canada and was riding um, at Woodbine, yeah. and uh, my family, my parents and I, we came up to him. I guess I think it was in like October. And uh, that's the first time I ever went to Woodbine. And um, Chris, Chris and Ricky were riding there already. And Chris, a very good friend of mine. Um, I went and uh, saw Brett ride and came to Woodbine. And Chris took me to Fort Erie. And uh, sorry, not Fort Erie, Greenwood. That actually was the last year Greenwood was, was running in 93. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, you come from Barbados and then you see these tracks. And I said, damn. I, I <laughs> They said, want to be, you know. This time I was, I was about 145 pounds. <laughs> I had been writing for over a year. Yeah. But you know, I ran any jobs home and, you know, I, I saw the guys in there, you know, how they kept their weight down on, you know. The bad part, part about this sport is uh, for writers, you know, you got to do what you got to do to keep your weight down. And uh, I actually learned how to heave, you know. And um, I went back home with, with uh intentions the following year i was coming to woodbine so i was fortunate enough where you know i i got in contact with the lawyer the same lawyer that brett used in order to get his paperwork done and um we got that done over the winter and uh i think towards the end of march when brett came back up to ride i i came back up as well had to wake up about another month or a few weeks to get the paperwork finalized and then um early 94 i got the paperwork finalized and you know started writing and it went from there it's a funny story because i think uh patrick and i and myself we left on the same plane wow. coming up the wood by that year and uh that's when we both started yeah. mm -hmm. that's good i didn't even know that yeah, I remember that. I remember sitting next to Patrick. We came out together. But he, <laughs> I was, I think I was twenty. I was, uh, I think I was twenty. Twenty-two, I think. Twenty. I was twenty-four at that time, and Patrick, you know, four or five years younger than I. 
Um, and he was a young kid coming to a big country. He was he was scared. He was a little scared. <laughs> I, can, I, bet I, you, I bet you won't admit that. I didn't hear you, Sean. I said, I bet you won't admit that. No, but you know that. <laughs> I guarantee. So you won your you you won your first race at Fort Erie, then, Slade. Yeah, I did. Uh, in 1994. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. Yeah. No, no. I I been friends with France for a long time, pretty much from then. <laughs> Actually, Chris Griffin is who introduced me to him, because Chris used to run, ride for France a little bit. Okay. And um, you know, me and France have had a, a good relationship, and still to this day. You know, Kelly keeps her broodmare at his farm and, um, you know, who's just out the road five minutes from where we live right now. A gorgeous place. And, um, you know, Franz has always been a good guy. So, oh, how did it feel winning for any first time up here in Canada and, and in Fort Erie too? Oh, well, it was great. You know, as with anyone, you know, you, you go away and you sort of, that's the start of your dream pretty much, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, Back in those days, it was, I, I want to say, you know, they had a lot of really good writers at Woodbine in those days, you know. The list is, is I mean, it's who's who of, of Canadian racing as far as I'm concerned. You know, you had Sandy Holly, you had Dave Penna, you had Lloyd Duffy, Robin Platts, uh, and you had yes, those serious veterans there. Some serious veterans. Jack Luzon. Mm. I mean, I even rode with um, Donnie Seymour. You know, it, it, the writers in those days were were extremely good writers. So to, to start and have the opportunity to write with them was, was really good for a young person starting out, you know. But what well, well, I actually know, since you said that, you've been there since the 90s to know how how was the standard writing have stayed in Canada since those days? Sean, I'm sad to say, but I don't even think you can compare it. The writers in those days were, in my opinion, far superior. Other than the top, you know, six or seven or eight writers. And I'm talking on a whole, you know. Uh -huh. On a whole, I think the writers in those days were far superior than, you know. I mean, you look, look at Todd Cable. He's another one I forgot. So, I yeah, mean, yeah. you go on that list of 10 people, they're all yeah. Hall of Famers. Yeah. I, I mean, James yeah. McKnight was around there. Jimmy McElhinney yeah. was around there. Yeah. Stevie yeah. Payne was no star. And it was Robert Landry. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're a solid, solid group of writers yeah. that yeah. Um, were around in those days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying the writers can't write well now. I just think as a whole, those those group of writers, writers were far superior on a whole. Wow. Talented horsemen too, in general, huh? Brent, I, I I mean Slade, I'm I'm a big stats man. You know what I mean? Very big on stats. You guys might not be, but so you're a few, a few writers that you're calling there. Their stats doesn't for me doesn't stand out as a great writer. Like who? I just say a few guys. Oh, and I want to leave it. I want to leave it as a few guys, and and that that where he just spoke about their stats doesn't stand out to me as good writers. You know, well, I'm a great big stats guy. Stats. No, stats but I think on the right, you can you can have you can have someone, and, and stats don't necessarily tell the true story on how good a writer can write. Well, you know, yeah, if they don't a get point, the opportunity to, to win races, to a point, to a point, if they don't get an opportunity to win races, you know, they, they're uh, they'll never have good stats, mm -hmm. but. 
I just say, in my opinion, you know, yeah, I think we're better. If you want to take stats of a guy like John Jones, John Jones win a lot of big races, but and, I don't know. If, I think if you, he's, he's underrated. He's a very underrated rider. No, yeah, I, but, I agree 100%. I don't know what I mean. You but, know what I mean? And no, that's why the two guys that he just called there just now, their stat doesn't give me to say, hey, these guys were great writers. I think some of the nice names he just called, and I, I, I stand firm on what I'm saying, these guys kind of got good horses thrown to them. They weren't able to prove themselves on bad horses. They yeah. were, there's a lot of the good horses thrown yeah, to but them. That, that's not what you asked me. You asked me if I compare it to the writers. No. Yeah, you, know I mean? you look now. You have a lot of green writers right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You no, mean I, like, I, you look at the top ten? I mean, I shouldn't say top ten because top seven or eight are you know solid right writers in a while. But I mean, you look at I mean, uh, Daisuke, He just started writing the last three years, so you really can't compare him. You know, uh, in uh, a whole career is yet because his career is no starting. I mean, yeah. Salas is no starting. A bunch of guys are, I mean, Aswan Flores is no starting. So you've got a lot of young writers compared to, you know, when I started, those guys were the old guys that were, you know, been around for 20 years. You know, whereas no, I mean, I'm not saying these guys know in another 10 years from now might be just as good as those writers I'm talking about. But when I started, like if I walk into Jocksum tomorrow, and I walk into Jocksum the day I started writing, in my opinion, you can't compare the, the the writers then to know because you know as i say right now you've got a lot of young writers that are just starting on their careers and um when i started there were old writers that were there for 15 20 years before i got there whereas there, there are not many older writers right now i mean myself emil you know myself emil we don't write much anymore hardly at all to be honest and other than stevie bain i i think and patrick I mean, other than that, everyone is almost in their 30s. When I came in, everyone is in their 40s, you know? Yeah, I mean, David Clark is another one that was around there, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 and I know I'm leaving. Ray Sabrin. I mean, Larry Tard. Larry Tard. I, I think I called Larry already. Oh. But I mean, it's, uh, I just thought those bunch of writers were, you know, just phenomenal. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Point. Like I said, I'm a stats guy, you know. Yeah. So when you come to talking writers, I, I jump in my stats very fast, and it kind of, yeah. you know, pulls me and back. Yeah, spin itself. Yeah, spin itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So since we had that little argument going there for a little bit, and we got our point across and stuff like that, let's you know jump into some of the races that you've won. Oh, <laughs> you gotta remind me some of them, cause. <laughs> Don't I, worry, I, I, we, we, we got you. We got you. You know what I mean? Because you know, look at looking at things in 99, you you had an awesome year. 2004, like your your stats went to the roof in, in 2004. So you know, I mean, some of those great writers, and I show Brian, you got some stuff that you can show us from early, so we can get it rolling and let our audience see some of those well, great rides that he. Well, he, one of the great horses I rode. One of the best Barbadian bred horses oh. in Tatarus. Yes. My last oh. winner. And I passed the torch to my brother, and he went on to win the Connacht Cup Stakes with, in Tatarus. Check this out. Mm. 
out the post. They're off in the Connaught Cup. Arachnophobia from the outside, along with Cracker's Folly. Kara Cool comes on quickly now. Has to pick it up early. Northern Sky and Desert Waves comes on on the inside. Desert Waves and Kara Cool. Desert Waves on the inside. Kara Cool on the outside. They share the lead as they cross over the tunnel. Northern Sky was urged on. Now is third. Getting some more reminders. And we have Cracker's Folly fourth. Five lengths off the lead. That one is followed by Arachnophobia. Top Cat the Mare is down at the rail. NC Tottis a second to last. And Crown Attorney trails this field back about 10 lengths off the lead of the duo of Desert Waves and Caracool, who are nose and nose as they head toward the far turn. There's a break of six lengths to Northern Sky in third. Crackers of Folly is in fourth position. Top Cat is fifth. Arachnophobia. Crown Attorney yet to get underway. Still 12 lengths off the lead. To the inside of that one, NC Tatas, but that struggle up front continues. On the inside, Desert Waves, and on the outside, Caracool. Crackers Folly is getting underway. Toward the inside is Northern Sky. They come over to the top of the stretch. On the inside, Desert Waves, on the outside, Caracool. Caracool by head, Desert Waves is second. Crackers Folly is set down. NC Tatas has made up a pile of ground. Caracool, but here comes NC Tatas. Sprinting between horses. NC Tottis. Crackers Folly on the outside. Top Cat toward the inside. Caracool is back and forth. NC Tottis and Crackers Folly. The two white-faced horses will slug it out over the final 16. NC Tottis has the upper hand. NC Tottis, 13 to 1, wins the Connaught Cup. Tight for place between Crown Attorney and Crackers Folly. That was it. Wow. Yeah, that's that a long time ago. I brought memories. That horse that actually ran second, Crackers Folly. I used to ride him a lot. I probably won about five races on him. He was wow. very similar to Incitatus. They were both, as you saw, chestnut with a lot of weight on him. Huh. They were both not overly big horses, you know, but they're one of the few horses whenever I, I rode and you go to second and like top of the lane, they'll actually drop and they'll lower the body like two, three inches, and then take off. And there are not many horses that I've ridden in my career that have done that. There are two super horses. How great was this Tatis, though? Tell me. Well, I would have to... I haven't been in Barbados. I've, I've, I've gone for, you know, what, 28 years, whatever. So I can't say um, about then, but the short time that I was at home, you know, let's say five years before I started riding, five years um, after I rode, when I still used to follow racing in Barbados, I would say it was definitely the best Creole ever born there mm. and to race in Barbados. I you know, he, 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 was, he was a really, really nice horse, Sean. You know, I mean, if he was around right now, he'd be running with Mighty Heart and them on the turf, you know, no, no two ways about it. Mm. He was just uh, all class and had a really good personality to boot. I mean, to, to train in the morning, he used to take like an hour before he trains though, you know, he used to go there and just take his time. Yeah, he just used to stand and, and watch and, and pay attention to everything, you know. Yeah, if you yeah. let him, you give him time. You used to have to kick him and keep kicking him to get to the track. And, yeah. You know, he, he, he was a cool horse. He really, really was. Really good person. And I, I would go one step further. It's a shame because his father 
who um I can't remember his name. Uh yeah. I mean, in my opinion, that was the best stallion to ever come to Barbados. Um, you know, Paliogan was pretty good too. He didn't have much chance, but Nosferatu, it was such a shame that he he ended up, you know, yeah, dying yeah. at such a young age because I think if he had lived, I think the whole landscape of racing in Barbados would change, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it changed a lot within the few years that he, the few years he had as a sire. I mean, yeah, and, and you know, and he was only, I don't know, five or six years, maybe he was around. But you yeah. imagine if he was in Barbados for 15 years, John? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what I mean. Barbados breeding would have been totally different. Caliber horses, I think, would have been totally different, you know, because he was. He was definitely a, a, a great horse. I mean, he had Listen. he was although I think it was Wilderness Song, if I'm correct, and you know, Canadian champion. And you can get horses like that nowadays to get we to still, stand in Canada, never mind in Barbados, right? Mm -hmm. We still have the effect of his um you know, his Cyrus, you know what I mean, Aston Martin, Tony Winners, and they have a next one called Lee. You know, and I'm sure if they get the right mirrors, they will still do well, you know. These are no, nice looking no. horses, even though they're Creoles, but it's it's unreal. Deja Vu is another one like this. He won the Guineas, I think, last year. So they're you're still feeling the effects of this horse pedigree. And it's yeah. so so much years after he died. It's amazing. Exactly. You know, I mean, and it's a tattoo again back to him though, and we sort of got a little off topic. Mm -hmm. But you know, he, I mean he was definitely a really, really great race horse. Mm -hmm. No, and Robert I, did a fantastic job training him too. You know, I, I got to give Ron credit because, you know, he took his time, he picked his spots, and uh, he, he did really, really great job with him. Good. Now, you know, I, I really have actually, actually, that that uh, that race we played there, you know, we got a chance there to hear, hear Dan Luzel. You know, I, I haven't heard his voice for a while, but. <laughs> <laughs> He, he was the man. I think yeah. he was definitely one of the best commentators ever in uh in uh horse racing, you know. He's he's just a phenomenal guy. It's uh I just love how he used to call racers. Well, I hope one day we could get him on the show. Well, you know, on my radar. For you. Yeah. yeah. There's another another guy you can put on your list of uh Yeah man, he's on my list, don't worry. I mean for years he was uh he was a voice of woodbine, right? Yes, of course. And you yeah, can't let I mean, that that's cool, but you gotta hear his story too. Yeah, exactly, you know, you know, and I'm sure it would be a great one, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So along along with um the great Incitatus slate, I mean you've rode some decent horses up here and you have to have a favorite one of those horses that you had or a couple favorites but if you have to pick one of them which one would it be well i you know they're two special horses uh, they're, I, they're two that stand out in my mind i should say they're not really uh because there are quite a other few few other ones but uh two that stand out in my mind are, are great defender and rahi's attorney um i think the two of those horses were just you know above the best they were above normal horses they were just exceptional and one was a sprinter one was a sprinter one was a road horse also correct correct so and, go ahead you know the two of those i would say they're probably two best horses as you say one sprinting and one going long that uh especially to the boys you know mm -hmm. i mean there were a couple other fillies i rode that were really nice but um 
they were definitely two of the best boys I wrote. Wow. So um, talking about Raw, he's attorney. I mean, Brett, what is the next race we have there that you can show us? I don't think we have anything on Great Defender, but Raw, he's attorney. Well, yeah. well, before you get to Raw, he's attorney. In 2002, we have Poor Cullis. Can you tell us more about that, Slade? Yeah, he was a really, really nice horse. You know, he won, um, he went through the Triple Crown. Um, and uh, we won the Breeder Stakes on him for Samson Farms. You know, it, it, they were such a powerful outfit in those days. I think they had a couple horses in the race. And they used to have almost two or three horses in all the Triple Crown races in, in those days. And uh, it, it was so nice to ride for them. You know, in those days, Tammy Samuel, she was pretty much running show, fantastic lady. You would not meet a finer person. You know, she was definitely one of the nicest people you could ever meet or ride for. And uh, Mark Foster was training then. And Port Cullis, he was a really nice horse. He he was definitely one of the better ones on the turf of, of that year. And um, I don't think he would have been quite the caliber, definitely not of Raw. He's attorney and, uh, you know, in my opinion, great defender sprinting, but he definitely was a really, really nice horse. Well, we got a great video here from the 2002 Breeders' Stakes. They're off in the Breeders' Stakes. Mountain Beacon hustled out toward the inside. Anglian Prince broke well, taken in hand. Disco Man is right there in the early going, along with Rum Splasher, who is a four wide and Aspen Ridge who is five wide as they make their way up to the backstretch. Questing Knight drafts in behind those uh, first five runners. Then we have Ty Pan, Fort Cullis, relaxed off the early pace, then Bravely and Del Soprano. And they make their way up to the backstretch. On the front end there, it's long shot Aspen Ridge. Aspen Ridge has the early lead. Tucked in behind that one is Mountain Beacon. Rum Splasher is right there as well. Anglian Prince is between horses. And they start that long journey up the backstretch. On the outside, it is Rum Splasher. The opening quarter mile was in 23 and 4, half a mile in 48 and 4. It's Rum Splasher along the backstretch. Aspen Ridge to the hedge is second. Disco Man is third. Anglian Prince is fourth. Three and a half lengths off the lead. Mountain Beacon back in fifth. Questing Knight is sixth. Ty Pan. Moved between horses in seventh. Port Cullis is back in eighth. Eight lengths off the lead. Then we have El Soprano and Bravely trails this field. They head toward the far turn. Rum Splasher and to the inside Aspen Ridge. They continue to duel out there. Disco Man is in the third position. Questing Knight starts to gain ground as they head into the far turn. Mountain Beacons called on for more run. Ty Pan needs some running room in behind horses. They are bunching up. A traffic jam at the midpoint of the turn. Questing Knight comes on on the far outside. Questing Knight in those yellow silks. Mountain Beacon is right there as well. Rum Splasher is in third position. And Port Cullis starts his move toward the leaders. And El Soprano runs with Port Cullis. Port Cullis was checked there at the head of the stretch. El Soprano on the far outside. Mountain Beacon, Questing Knight, Port Cullis set down again, trying to close for Slade Callahan. It is wide open. 
Elsa Prano, a narrow lead. Port Cullis in an auto drive. Mountain Beacon and Taipan. They're in the final eighth of a mile. And Port Cullis has secured the lead. They're coming down to the line. And here is Port Cullis. Port Cullis on the outside wins the Breeders' Stakes. His performance, flawless. <laughs> what a great ride that was. How much better was that horse, though? He got checked like that and still was able to overcome it and and win the race yeah he he, he was a nice horse i i want i i don't know how many stakes but i want a, a few stakes on him quite a few stakes he, uh, he was just like you know cool dude in the morning you go there like he was almost like a pony uh i mean i, I do think he was a gelding too so you know obviously gallons are a lot quieter than the colts yeah. but um he definitely was a nice horse mm. back in those days how, how hard was it for you to find those type of rights? Well, as I say, you know, I, I the competition in those days was tough. It, mm. it, it was tough. It really was. And uh, if you didn't get a chance for a trainer giving you a, a, a little break, it, mm. you know, you're dealing with established writers um, that have been around for years and years. To break into to Woodbine is tough anytime. Mm. And, um, so when you go around, you just a lot of times you'd be in the right place at the right time. Someone, you know, get in at the right time. To be honest, I I got how I got into Saps on Farms was I actually think it was Gary Boulanger was meant to ride a horse in a state for them. I think at that point he was riding in the states, right? And his plane was either delayed or he missed his flight or something like that. At last minute, they needed a rider. Yes. And, uh, it was on a filly. I can't remember the filly's name, but it was an. I can't remember if it's that Atlantic Fury or not. It was in a state. It might even be the Coronation or one of them. And I picked up the ride, the Dale Racing, and I won with her. Oh. And uh, that's how I got in to riding for Samson. Just wow. in the right place at the right time. All the name and and that's how what? I got a relationship with Mark and and them for quite a few years. Wow. And you've had the same agent for how long was it? Well, I had Darren and I go Darren Gomez and I we've been to, I don't know how long we were together, but pretty much most of my career, you know, I had one or two people the first couple months starting out, maybe the first year, and uh, you know, until I pretty much when I, you know, sort of semi-retired, I had Darren right to the very end. Right, I guess I, not, not only Darren, but I mean, I had my man Klaus as a valet too. You know, wow. valets make um, they make our life so much easier in, in the jobs room because you know they set our tack, they they help us well, they you know they shine our shoes, they they make sure we're ready for races, and you know, Klaus Winkleman, he he retired and actually he left me. Uh, at first. <laughs> but, um, he, he was pretty much throughout my career when I was writing. Um, he was uh, one of the greatest guys you can ever meet, but he was pretty much my only valet until the last few years. Wow. All right. Yeah, man. Well, well, I would like to introduce to you, sir, Darren Gomez. Oh, <laughs> Congratulations, man. <laughs> the big man. Surprise. Somebody's <laughs> boring, eh? 
Yeah. Busy. Well, it always happens as soon as you get busy at ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're at, right? You're four rings. Yeah. So yeah, I was hearing the stories. They couldn't remember the Phillies name or whatever, and I'm like seeing Dan. Well, you know, I'm never, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna contradict them. Oh, yeah. But I, I thought Misty Mission was the first. But, yeah, one. no, I can't remember. It, but I, it could very well. I actually, I think you could be right. I because I, I, if if my memory serves me correct, uh, Todd took the other half of the entry, and Mickey Walls was supposed to ride it. Oh, but Mickey. Mickey Walls was getting to the end of his career, and he was tacking nineteen. And Mark was not happy about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's supposed to be the rabbit, and we're killing her with weight. And he said to me, "What can can Slade do?" And I said, "He does fourteen, and uh, you know, you give him some notice, he'll do some thirteen. Just put my plug in." And he said, "Darren, fourteen's good enough." Yeah. I said, "Perfect." So I told Slade that we were going to ride her, and and. and Believe me, it's no knock whatsoever because 99.9% of every rider in the world says the same thing. We're just a rabbit. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> are you busy? <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Mark says, I want to see Slade. I said, okay. So the two of us go obviously together. Uh-oh. Oh. Storm, but it got me by dying, man. <laughs> Whoa. He just, he just, he just, oh, he's back. Yeah, if you I give die. us a quarter and twenty-three and change, you gotta back up. Uh, Darren, you cut out a bit. Yeah, you cut out a bit. So back up a little bit there for us. When you okay, well, Mark, Mark had said to us, um, "Come and see him." Right. So we went that morning, and he and he said to him, "He says she's a nice filly, but she really, honestly, is probably a worker too short." But if you give me a quarter and 23 and change and a half and 47 and change, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a script. Mm -hmm. It was like 23 and three, 47 and one. And you could see Slade like looking around, everyone's supposed to come. And he just starts riding her and she just kept opening up and opening up and away she went. Uh, yeah. And Atlantic Fury is right. She was against the boys. Yeah, and Gary was supposed to ride her, and um, I mean it was our good fortune, and I certainly mm -hmm. wouldn't change it. But mm -hmm. I, originally, I felt bad for Gary because by they announced Slade as the change of rider, mm -hmm. and Gary walked in exactly four minutes late. Whoa! Right after, and once they announced it, they weren't it, changing that's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah, and she, 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 she. I mean, we beat El Soprano twice: once with Port Cullis and once with her. <laughs> yeah. but people people, people don't understand how tough that race was for port Cullis because a horse uh, i, I want to say around the three eights pole but i could be wrong a horse broke down not far from him tracked him almost down to his knees and he come back and went wow i mean he was an athletic horse that people i mean his longevity wasn't there they would have heard a lot more from him mm -hmm. he could run mm. Well, he sure showed it there when he turned for home and he got checked there and, and still was able to overcome that. And oh, so that was a hiccup. The other one was on the turn. And I, I want to remember, I, I, I'm going to get the horse wrong, but it was one of Mike DePaulo's uh, something night, quest night or something like that. And it was just a fluke thing. Most wouldn't overcome it. Wow. And the other one he mentioned was a stone cold freak. 
Great defender. Great defender. Yeah. Oh, he was just he was beautiful to watch run. Mm. Yeah, but I always remember Raheel Turney though. That's the one. I mean, oh, a million yeah. dollar a million dollar race, man. You can't get any sweeter than that, is it? No, I mean he was definitely a nice horse, you know, and uh, you know, Ian Black did a great job with him and it uh he, he was just a class and, and that was, you know, he was some horses peak on a day and, and that was definitely his peak. I mean, he, he actually peaked on a lot of days. Yeah. But, he, uh, you know, yeah. he was uh, sort of a little, a little outsider and, you know, we just stole it away, you know, picked up the lead quite early down the lane, at the top of the lane and, you know, he went on to win and that, that was a really good good race. You won the Connacht Cup on him also too, right? Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Actually, Roy, so you gotta tell me. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not so sure he didn't win the King Eddie either. He won some pretty nice races. Some good races, man. Yeah, yeah. No, he was still won the King Eddie in two years, two, um, 2000 and 2009. He went the King yeah. Eddie twice. Yeah, he himself. You know, it's like the call, the, the calling. He went the calling twice. And yeah, because. Yeah, in 1999, it was one of his most outstanding years. He, he wanted to call in the bunny. Yeah, a lot bunny. of things fell into place. In 1999, the Kennedy Road. So the Kennedy Road was 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 on Judith Well Rush, Darren R. No, Kennedy great. Road was great defender. Great defender. He set the yeah. track record. Okay. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. You want to change, Leroy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he could take flight when he was good, man. Yeah, yeah he, he broke the track record that day. He brought mm -hmm. a chart record, and I don't think it was ever equaled until you know. I think he held it till we switched over to to beat her, if I'm correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's attorney. Let's talk a little more about him because I mean, he really stood out and really put you on the map there, winning the um the mile. Brent, you want to run the thing? Run the thing. <laughs> And we're all set. They're at the pose. They're off in the Woodbine Mile, and Kip DeVille broke like a bullet for the early lead. And just rushing comes on to the inside of Kip DeVille. Rahi's attorneys close to the early pace, and Ice Bear's on hold from fourth. Momer's tugging hard on Eureka Rosa to Silva on the outside. Wallamy Pine has settled into stride in sixth position, three lengths off the lead. Then we have Aventura, and Palladio is the early trailer. The opening quarter was in 24-2 and two on this yielding turf course. And it's just rushing. Cornelio Velasquez is trying to get Kip DeVille to relax out there on the outside, second three-quarters of a length from the front. Ice Bear is to the outside of Kip DeVille. Rahi's attorney will save ground. For the run into the turn, Mulmers in amongst horses. Wilmy Pines just three lengths off the lead. The Philly Ventura is making up ground at the rail for Garrett Gomez and Palladio trails. The half was in 48 and one. And Rahi's attorneys made a move. Overtaken just rushing. Kip DeVille waiting for the green light from Cornelio Velasquez as they come flying off the turn to the roar of the crowd. And down on the inside, it's Rahi's attorney and Slade Callahan. 
Kiptaville is set down on the outside. Ice Bear is putting it on a drive, and here comes the Philly. Ventura at the eighth pole. Rahi's attorney bravely holding on to the lead. Ventura on the outside. Rahi's attorney. Here is the finish. Rahi's attorney, a shocking winner of the Woodbine Mile, defeated Ventura in just rushing, and Ice Bear was third. A horse galloped wow. out like a winner, man. I, I mean, <laughs> that was a very comfortable. I mean, you 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 had no you didn't sweat. Yeah, <laughs> she was coming up from California. She was trained uh -huh. with the great Bobby Franco, uh -huh. and uh, actually Garrett Gomez rode that horse that day. And uh, you know, she was the she was the, like I can't remember what favorite she was, but she definitely was the favorite. Um, she came up with all the hype, and you know we got a jump on her, and she just gonna catch us back. We weren't stopping. Two horses out of that race come back and win Breeder Cup races that fall. Wow, Captaville and Ventura. But he didn't go to Breeder's Cup, eh? No, he wasn't nominated. Do oh, there. So yeah. they, and they were going to pay the nomination fee. So yeah, he, yeah. He, he, had, he, had going, he got invited to go to uh, Hong, racing Hong Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah. 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 went to Japan, you know, like maybe a week or two after he breathed stuff, something like that. I yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was a big field too. How was yeah. that experience? Yeah, that, well, that was, that was phenomenal. That was definitely another highlight of my career, you know, being able to go there and write. It was totally different. I mean, the crowd, Sean, yeah. I can't even express to you how big that crowd was. Uh -huh. I've never okay. seen anything like it. Uh -huh. People were lining up from 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon before I slept <laughs> outside the gates. Whoa. I mean, if it was phenomenal to see the, and they're all cheering and everything. I mean, the, the horse racing in Japan, you compare it to, to North America now. North America, unfortunately, is on the downward swing, and Japan and Australia, I think, are on the upward swing in terms of the whole horse racing industry, you know? Mm -hmm. But Japan, just the amount of people there and, and fans. I mean, I'm talking fans. They've got bobbleheads of horses and stuff, toys of horses, and people just flock into the concession stands and buying them, you know, their favorite horse. And you don't see nothing like that in North America. Yes, yes, it's, yes. It's, it's just, I mean, they're true, true race fans here in Japan. It, I can't even express how big it is, but I mean, when you get a chance, you ask Tyler, you know, me and mom, and he, he actually had the opportunity to go to Japan twice, I think. Wow. I mean, he's he's got it right. It's just unreal. Tyler used to get it right here, right? Yes, he did, and he also he went with another you know black horses at uh, Justin Stein Road, uh, fifty proof. I think I'm pretty oh. sure he went to Japan as well. Oh, wow. But uh, the crowds there are I can't I can't even uh I had a, a video of it on my phone actually my wife took of before they started race, uh, with everyone cheering and it's just unreal. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I was glad to experience that. I mean, if you think a Holy Barbers World Cup was in, let's say, the 
eighties mm -hmm. and you magnify that on a bigger track, you know, tenfold. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah. the sort of people that you're right. talking about. Yeah. But since you mentioned the Barbesco Cup, you had a chance to go back home also to participate in that down there too, right? And yeah, I, I went back uh, quite a few times on road. Uh, I can't remember, it's two or three horses for, for Melnick, you know, Sorry. Eugene, and uh, a couple others I can't remember in between. But I, I think I ran, I threw maybe three or four horses for Eugene. I think a one, one, a second, a third, or something, something like that. I, I you know, it, it lose me at this point in time, to be honest. Well, we, we did worse than me here. <laughs> lost, lost first, Brett, you have a you have that race, don't you? Have a race. Yes, Brett. today, but sharp impact breaking from the rail. John O'Jones aboard. Second page of graphics here include Moonshine Hall and Sugar Mike. Sugar Mike, of course, the Trinidad horse that we figured would take a ton of money today. Masis and Litaneo, the two Martinique horses. Those are. The horses that'll participate for two hundred thousand dollars walked, but he's awful pretty. He was uh, when he runs. He's bred by Winborn Farms, and uh, distance is a question with him in this particular race. But no question that he is a very good horse. He might be the the pace contender with sharp impact potentially. As they leave the gate and he goes in, here's Dave Barnard with the call of the Gold Cup 2004. The 2004 Sandy Lane Barbados Gold Cup is underway and Sharp Impact is the first one to show. Lion Country was out very quickly and then Cathier on the outside, but it is Sharp Impact who takes off like a scorch rocket, coming to the uh, mile pole for the first time, and that's how they have to go. It is Sharp Impact on the front end as they come down the straight for the first time. Feet on Flames goes up to take him on. In the second rank, we have Talk About Lucky. Then next to that one is Cathier, then Massis. Litaneo is in behind them. Sugar Mike, Hard Dancer, uh, then between, uh, right on the inside is Storm Hunter, and then between horses, Moonshine Hall. They go around the top turn, they've got five and a half furlongs to go, and the leader is Sharp Impact going along quietly, about a length now, three quarters of a length clear of Feet on Flames. They're down on the inside, talk about Lucky, then Cathier is right there, then comes Litaneo and Massis, then Storm Hunter, then Lion Country. The trailer at the moment is Hard Dancer and Sugar Mike. They got four and a bit furlongs to go. They start to get to the rising ground and Sharp Impact is the leader. Then down on the inside comes Talk About Lucky. Cathier is still there on the outside. Litaneo is running a really good one. Then comes Storm Hunter down on the inside. Massiste is dropping out of it. And the trailer is still Lion Country as they go over the top of the hill. Sugar Mike has work to do. They go over the top of the hill and they're downhill now. It is still sharp impact. Then on the outside, Feet on Flames begins to join them. Between horses, Storm Hunter is running an absolute cracker. So too is Cathair as they come to the mile marker. And they've got a bunch of them in charge as they come to the turn. It is Cathair who takes the lead. Then between horses, it is Feet on Flames who goes well. Sharp impact is down on the inside. But it is Cathair who turns for home. Here comes Talk About Lucky. Down on the inside, Feet on Flames. But it is Cathair and Slade Callahan who are going to win the 2004 Gold Cup. A grand run from Feet on Flames and Talk About Lucky on the outside. But Cathair wins it by four from Feet on Flames. Talk About Lucky. Then Lion Country flying on the outside. Storm Hunter between horses, Moonshine. Ball. Hard Dancer. Then comes Sharp Impact. Big disappointment. Then comes Litanoa, Sugar Mike, and Massiste in a moment. Yes. That was the 2004 Gold Cup. Yeah, that so was that was that was a very special day for me as well. You know, I got uh, that right. He's a attorney, and I was say my 50th win in Barbados. 
there were probably the three most uh, uh, memorable um, times that I've read. Everybody has spoken to so far. A Gold Cup has always been something special for them to win, even though it's in Barbados. And I think it says a lot about, about the race. Yeah, well, well, you know, that's where that's where we're from, most of us. You know, I mean, Sandy Holly did win the Gold Cup. He wasn't from Barbados, but, you know, myself, Chris, Patrick, Jono, we're all from back home, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it definitely means a lot. You think of, you think about when you win a state race in Canada, you come back to barn, it's just like you, you go back to business, you clean up the stall, and you know, maybe a suit on and all sorts of things. But the go cup is like a festive, it's like a party. Well, that's party for about two months. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, the closest thing you can compare the go cup to is probably the Queen's Plate, right? Because mm -hmm. there's one of them a year, and that's it. They've yeah. got so many other smaller stakes, you know, every weekend they got two, yeah. three stakes, sort of thing, but uh, you know. You could probably just compare that to the Queen's mm -hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Got that right. Well, Slate, one of the things Sean bring this show here to us for a lot of the youngsters in, I mean, that around us today. And you're a guy that had, you wrote over 8,000 and something starts. You win 800 and something winners, you know, in it with a purse earnings of 36,812,000 and stuff what would you the impact you had on racing and stuff like that our youngsters that are coming up today share some stuff with us to help these guys understand what it took for you to get where you are today you know, i would say number one is is you gotta conduct yourself in the best possible manner and you know it's all about advertising you gotta advertise yourself so in order to advertise yourself you gotta be respectful to people you gotta look good dress good stay out of trouble and work hard you know you do stuff like that and and most people opportunities will come towards you and then you just gotta try and make the best of those opportunities but uh you know as i say number one is you know you show respect to people you can get back respect and uh, i think i believe in that in my life you know I, I, you take that away from the track that that's me and and that's how i live my life and you know that's that's the sort of advice i can offer um all the young guys coming up and starting out you know number one is be respectful i mean you want to start being respectful for your parents and then uh you know that transforms to rest of your life and 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 people would then look at you in in a different light and say well you know what this this kid he, he's a good kid i can give him a chance instead of you getting a, someone out there you know coming up and giving trouble or hootering and hollering all the time you say well you know he's sort of a uh, a joker i'm not gonna give him a chance you know so i think when you put yourself in in positions where people observe you and, and like you and respect you you, you open the door to success well, anyway, well, said, well said and i mean that myself is a presently an agent your agent there that you had a great relationship with speak a little bit on that relationship that you you guys share together you know what i mean so that you know people they can understand how far that goes also uh, you know, I I don't know what what year did we start together, Darren? Ninety five or ninety six? I can't remember. No, well, it was before ninety six because ninety six yeah. is uh, when the Breeders' Cup was there, and we rode the stake yeah. on the undercard that you were second yeah. on for France. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I so, so anyway, a long time ago, and um, <laughs> you know, we've been best friends since. So you know, 
it, uh, it just worked out really good. I mean, both of us are pretty easy going, so so that helps a lot. And uh, we don't get worried about too much stuff. You know, I sort of let things roll off my back a lot. And I think Darren's the same way. And we just Most had a of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. You just pull the whip at times? Come on. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what. I'm I tell sure. you what. He's he's as level-headed as a person you want to meet. Because uh -huh. there's guys that just out and out screwed me. Yeah. I, and he'd look at me and say, really? Is that guy going to make you miss a meal? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't. Yeah. You, oh, man. Because, I mean, you're trying to juggle a bunch of things. You always want it to work out, obviously, in your mm -hmm. favor. And when it doesn't, you... Uh, you take it to heart. And then there's, there's, I mean, there's times when you out and out make the wrong move and it works out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it all kind of washes out. And I mean, uh, a funny story is uh, um, I really honestly like this horse. And I gave a call to a guy that I was very suspicious of. <laughs> and I told a, a really good customer of ours we couldn't ride his horse in the in, in the stake. And uh, as as bad luck happened, the, the guy told me at ten o'clock in the morning of entries that he wasn't going to use us. <laughs> and I could I could have punched him right in the face. <laughs> and five minutes later, I mean the sweat's rolling off of me. I'm vibrating. I'm on tilt. The other guy phones and said, you know what? I forgot all about this, but something tells me I need a rider for this stake. I said, no, you don't. You got me a horse win and paid $111. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. And we rode a lot of winners for that, man. Wow. I, I can't remember who was, what state was that? Pyramid Park. Okay. From Mike, Mr. Doyle. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't that I took off of Mike's. He just wasn't sure because he broke his just broke his maiden. Yes. You know? And uh, and Mike, I mean, God bless him. He was loyal as the day was long. He he mm. protected us like crazy, you know. Mm. You re you really should ride this horse. Well that that was that was done. Mm. And uh, you know, he'd come up with, well, I won't be heartbroken if you don't. That's okay too, because he does he for whatever reason. He doesn't think they're going to gel, and he protected us, mm -hmm. you know? And he had everything from 8,000 to stake races. Mm -hmm. But it, we, we got lucky like that because mm -hmm. uh, it seemed like when a door closed, one opened, mm -hmm. you know, to keep it going because, you know, continuity makes it. But, Darren, you know? I got this question for you, though. How did it feel to you to see Slade win the award that bears the name of your family? Oh, wow. tell me, man. Uh, tell me. Don't break down. It's, it's, yes. it, no, nah, there's, there's no, there's no crying in horse racing. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on. You said too. Come on. Uh, I think to be honest with you, it's uh, words really can't cover it mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't remember my uncle, and he. Uh, Pardon me. Not, not only no, they, they remember the wins what he did because it's a long time ago but yeah, they didn't yeah. know the man oh i mean okay. the, the the man was as genuine yes as you want to meet yes. i mean here's a perfect example i'm a kid of 21 yes. i walk into delaware park 
And some guy comes up to me and says, do you know Mickey Gomez? I said, I do. He's my dad. Oh, well, then Avalina. I said, he's my uncle. And he, honest to God, he pulls the teeth out of his head and said he bought my first pair when I couldn't afford to go across the street. <laughs> That's the kind of guy he was. Yeah. You know, he loved the fame. He loved the crowd. He loved winning. But he yeah. loved to help people. And that's uh, that's pretty cool because this man's the same way, mm. you know. He 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 won't step on somebody to get to to mm -hmm. to get over them, yeah. and that says yeah. a lot about somebody's yeah. character. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Ex extremely well deserved. Of course, and he, he you know he's uh, he's had some luck that uh, he met some good people along the way, mm -hmm. um, you know. And as far as riding at Woodbine. The little guys got us started, but uh, everyone pitched in. You know, it seems like, like I said, when a door closed, a, a window opened. You know, we started out with small guys like, you know, Tom Marino. And I mean, Warren Wilcox rode him on any horse he had. Same, same with Shelly Fitzgerald. I mean, I could ride any horse for them, you know, um, and even Andrew Smith, when he was starting out with small stable in the sales barn, mm -hmm. he gave us a big shot, mm -hmm. you know. But one of my favorites, honestly, just because of the way it worked out, was Conrad Cohen. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I hit him every single morning, and he used to just hammer me. Kid, I can't help you out. He's just not a household name. And, I mean, every excuse known to mankind, I didn't give up. I just kept going and going and going. And finally, he said to me one day, where is he? I almost <laughs> fell off the chair. I said, I'll find him. He said, have him here for 7 o'clock. And he worked, a, he worked a Philly for him. And he said to him, how'd she go? And he said, good. Um, something to the effect, can she win a race? Yeah, well, seeing how you don't want to talk too much. He says, there's a race Saturday for 20000 Will she be competitive? He said, yes, sir. And we walked away, and he grabbed me, and he says, darn. That horse is a heck of a lot better than $20,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I ain't telling him that because I want to win. And, 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 and it turned out to be Mindy Gale. And she won grade ones in the States. That's how good Whoa. she was. And he, and he run her for 20000 And that's Whoa. how we started with him. I, you didn't lose her, right? No. No, he was the man. Yeah. I don't know how he did it, but the only one I can remember in all the time we rode for him that he got kind of pinched was Judah's sister. Mm -hmm. And he had an entry, and he told me point blank, he said, kid, you're riding the worst because I want to steal one. And Teller still took the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was, he was great because he, he was another one. He had them all. Yeah. But 8, another thing 000. I am Slim, how long did you think that being a woman over a period of time helped also? You tell, uh, uh, the longer you stood there and rode, it became easier when you become part of the system? Yes. Yes and no. I mean, yes, because you get to meet more people, you get a relationship with people. Mm -hmm. But as I said before, we're one of the funny players, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. we're going to see new people, new faces come in. They, they give people an opportunity more than they do someone that's been there for, for a while and prove themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. a bit of a fine line, you know, where, where that's mm -hmm. concerned. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a new writer shows up. I look and see people want to give them rights left, right, and center. But you know, you get some uh, older people there that uh, have been around for a while. And 
you know, they sort of put about birth, forget about them, to be honest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it, it's proven that once you, you know, once you keep fit, it, it, you know, you still could prolong your, your, your career. I mean, no, you're still looking good, man. Oh, thanks, brother. Thanks. But, you know, it, as I say, well, well, people that would buy their trainers and, and giving people opportunities, you know, it, uh, it, Woodbine is a tough place to get going and get started. I mean, I, right now, I'm, I'm always in the past because Woodbine, we run one trap all year round. So yeah. let's say you, you, cross a guy early on when i say cross a guy you you know you pick another horse over his or you miss a work or and he gets pissed off at you and me he's gonna remember that till december <laughs> well he's not gonna put you on horses whereas in, in in america you know you you have like a six-week meet here yeah and then you, ship, you go to another six-week meet here and, and you're getting different trainers and, and different tracks and, and people forget, you know, yes. forget what happened six weeks ago. Where's that? Yes. What about people don't forget? <laughs> you're being nice. You're, you're being nice, lady. You're being yeah. nice, lady. You're being well, nice. You can embellish all that, Leroy. I don't want to open my mouth and cause my and hurt my business, and but you know, you're, you're being nice. I can see the smoke coming out of your ears. But they're gonna hold a grudge for the balance of the year. We got some comments from our viewers. Andy Ooh. Brown saying, Hi, good night, guys. I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. Um, I think Sherry, your wife, Darren, said it was 1995 that you and Slay got together. Oh, I'm presuming that's what she referenced to. Yeah. Well, I knew we were together for the Breeders' Cup, so it was either that year or the year before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had the Breeders' Cup at Woodbine. Now, the whole yeah. Woodbine Bears shot was different then, because that was before the slots, everything. Woodbine, yeah. same as it does now. That's for sure. And Tyler Gaskin mentioned that there were 108,000 people at the race in Japan. There you go, Tyler. Picture that. Man, that's a lot of people, man. <laughs> that's how many people were there. You better not be claustrophobic. <laughs> if you that's... saw this video, it was unreal. Unreal, I tell you. Wow. It, uh, that, that was definitely an experience, mm -hmm. you know? Definitely an experience. That's for sure. And and not only, and, and that's in the stands, huh? It's not not in, people on the infield or people on the outside rail. All in stands. All in the stands. So that'll show you how massive the stands were at, well, not were, they are in Japan. They would start, they run the whole lengthy stretch, literally. Wow. And, and I'm going to. about two football fields, right? I'm going, and I'm going taller than Woodbine. I'm going, mm. you know, the grandstand is, is bigger. Taller than woodbine, so you're going Stories. up multiple levels. Yeah, multiple levels. It's just unbelievable. You should get Kelly to send me that video. That would be awesome to show. Wow. Well, your career has taken you places unbelievable and give me experience, an unbelievable experience that you can share with us. And, you know, and you're still going. 
Yeah, we yeah. still fooling around here a little bit, you know. I, I actually ride a horse and uh, one of my wife's trains, but we're still doing a little thing every once in a while. How's your weight? How's your weight, man? Sean, like Yanni Skill, what? I only had a show a couple of hours ago, and I'm as light as I have been. You know, oh. once I get my weight down in spring, I've been doing this so long, I might yeah. I can get my body where I... Nowadays, I don't have to go any sauna and nothing like that anymore, you know. It's uh, is, is it because you're getting more mature? Oh, yeah, and I work hard. I've done a lot of physical work in the Don't kid yourself. But we know, we know you work hard. I mean, that was you always did, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it does mean working as your nature, right? I mean, yeah. you asked you ask those guys that uh, back home when we, we used to go in, well, you know, we used to go into grass piece, which yeah. is you know, we're going to cut grass for the animals and. In the hot sun in Barbados, and uh, you know, I've, I've done it all from about then, that's for Listen, sure. We used to meet around 3 30 every morning in O'Callum, so I, I, I know we're cut from the same type of cloth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sean, you got to mention too, I've got a couple of steaks for you too, huh? Oh, dear, oh, dear, you got to bring that up, yes. I'm sorry we didn't get these videos. But you played a very important part of my life also because my first winner as a, um, a owner and also as a owner breeder, you rode those horses for me back in those days. And those are things I will never, ever forget. You know what I mean? So we are, we are tied at the hip in certain things, my brother. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to be a part of that. That was for sure. They're, they're, well, you know, Sean, those were the simple days, good old days, right? Good, good days, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. I, but I can tell the story about no, no, we see it because it was always, you know, you know, Laurie Severe was always my guy. And I bought this horse and I took Laurie to look at the horse and he kind of was in disgust. He said, John, you don't like him, you know? <laughs> I said, why? He said, Sean, look at him. You know, feature race horse. And you know, he took off his coat. I had not said, and he kind of in disgust, he kind of said, Yeah, and stomped away. And I was kind of really embarrassed. And you know what I mean? Because you know, you, you want your mind to tell you about something nice. So the next day, I'm going out to the barn, going out with this horse. A slave is passing the other way. A slave said, Sean, who's this? And I told him, I said, Man, there's a horse he just bought. And Laurie Severe told me he hit him. I said, But I said, you like him? He said, what? He got real good. I said, well, since you like him, I'm booking you right now to ride his first time out. So we shook on it as we were passing. And you stuck to your word. You rode him first time out until he came third. Then he won his next start. And then he won his stake. So, yeah. you know what I mean? And you yeah. stuck with him for a long time too. You rode him a lot, man. You rode him a lot for me. And then when we had wisdom as goal, first take win too you rode the first time also so we have a lot of history together man we we want some nice races together yeah no for sure yeah, we have all, it was good times back in the we, years. we can give slay the credit to see has an eye for a good horse then sean yes yes <laughs> because you know why mr severe it wasn't mrs Severe type of horse you know what i mean mrs Severe like those blocky you know what i mean quarter quarter horse type looking things you no know, blocky and strong yeah. He was turning along, and I felt that he was going to grow into his body. I was looking at him as 
a finishing result of you know when he goes into himself and that kind of stuff and yeah me and Slade kind of spotted that <laughs> but, but Leroy you, you you talk about have an eye for a horse but you know that I bought for my my parents uh a horse that ended up making over a million dollars Wow. Really? Well, give us that story. Don't hold it back. Uh, I, I see. I pay. We five thousand dollars for that horse. Wow. And he ended up making over a million dollars. Tell me where, if you could get him. Where, where, where you purchased him from? Darren, Darren is going into the to the archives now to bring that horse out. <laughs> 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 well, you make it turn on the lights. That horse is Paso Doble, Leroy. Oh, really? You don't remember wow. Pastor Yeah, wow, I didn't know My that. My mother named him. Yeah, wow. I was going to say. Yeah, I bought him for $5,000 out of the um, uh, Facebook October sale. Wow. Uh, actually, speaking about Lloyd Severe, Lloyd Severe was with me. Uh-huh. And uh, in those days, I didn't have any, we didn't have any credit um, yes. at Sales Company. So yes. the horse actually, Lloyd bought the horse under his name. Wow. And, um, for my wow. father, but uh, my um, it ran the first two times it ran was uh, it, it, for my father. Wow. And then uh, we ended up selling him. Uh -huh. Yeah. Wow. That was actually now that you speak about that was in 2008, the same year we went to Japan, because he won just before we went to Japan, and, and um, we sent him by dog. We went to Japan and. Um, Doyle and his assistant Brent there, they took care of him for the you know, couple of weeks we were gone. And when we came back, they had a, a, a race come up. Oh, he was on Terry Sired. They had an open race come up. And we said, let's just run him in this race to see if we get somewhere into money. Yeah. And uh, he, he ran that race. He beat open a company. He ran as a two-year-old 109 and change. And wow. uh, we sold him off of that race. Wow. Yeah. Actually, Terry Hamilton is who bought him. And Darren, um, Darren, Darren was his your agent at that time too. You were part of that, Darren. He was my agent then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, um, talking about talking about the agent thing, I want to just have a little fun here back here now. You know, you don't have an agent or nothing. You have to ride horses for your wife. So now, when you ride that horse, not the way you're supposed to ride it. Did you get up in the morning, go back to the barn, or you find somewhere to drive that truck somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> Start with, I don't get a chance to come home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just, I just want to get I have to get out of here, Sean. I have to get, you know, we just have to go back to the bar to take the heat for the rider, right? I was wondering what's happened with Slade. He doesn't have hair in there no I think, more. I think that's a little cruel, though. I think that's a little cruel. <laughs> Actually, I tell you what, Leroy. Yeah. He, he was never afraid. No? No. He never turtled. Okay. Uh, He'd look at me and say, let's go get it over with and walk right in. <laughs> he never turtled, man. <laughs> okay. I just... <laughs> Look at our comments from John Mark Coase here. Real ninja. That's the real ninja. ninja. <laughs> I, I saw my my, my yeah. guy Henderson had a comment there about uh, a guy called Mears that used to work for you. An uh, older guy, I think he died now. Alfred, oh, if you remembered Alfred Mears, the old Mason guy yeah. that built a lot of his stalls yeah, I, from his farm. Yeah, I remember him. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Go me some boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. See, sport very highly of you back in the end. Yeah, that was a long time ago, boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but make these guys don't forget nothing, man. Boys, no. Come on to bring up these things. Leroy. But that's why we're standing about, you know, for the youngsters. If you make a good impression on people from day one, Sean. Yes. That's something that's your first impression. Of course. Is the best and only impression of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for these younger guys starting off, that's that's what you got to do. You got to make the first impression count. But, you know? but I, I, I said this to say a lot of you guys who went to Canada in the early days, I think a lot of guys did that, though. You know what I mean? Oh, they made a good sure. impression. That That's why so much Barbados could still come to Canada. Are welcome, you know. Well, that's what opened the door. There's no yes. about it, you know. Yes. Um, yes. That, that we go back to Ricky again and give it and, and commenting Ricky yes. on what he's the doors he's yes. open for us, right? Yes, yes. Sure. You know what I mean, Brent, you were going to say something just now, Brent, and we kind Leroy, of Leroy. Yes, your little boy, your friend. Yeah, my buddy. Azarian wants to know if Slade's planning to ride in another Gold Cup. <laughs> I don't think He's so. Ar- <laughs> I feel almost said that that will not happen. <laughs> no? Yeah, that will not happen. I I really don't see that happening. Any, any I, I saw him the other day, though, um, Leroy. You finally you saw met him? him? Yeah, I saw him. So he's not a ghost. Well, He's not a he's ghost. He's not a ghost, man. He's, he's, all, he's, he's as real as real could be, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stan and Darren, this, is, this kid has been following us from day one. Always oh, yeah. checking us out. Azarian. He, he and he's 11, 11 years old, right, Sean? Yeah, he's young, man. He's <laughs> Sean, yeah. I was I was in the parade ring, and uh-huh. he was on the outside, and he shouted, Sean, it's me here. <laughs> 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 I said, whoa. Now, Slade, talk about, talk about youngster Slade. This is a kid that, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never met, only met him on here, but the way he speaks, I know the things that he types on our show and stuff like that, and the questions that he asks. It's like, you, you wouldn't think that this kid is 11 years old. He's he's like back from our era, you know what I mean? It's well, that's someone that, you know, watch out my highly, highly just, he wants to be part of horse racing. Yes, yes. Right. Yes. And uh, people like that, you could you could spot them for early, Leroy. Yes. Yeah. He, he, I guarantee he can be a force to reckon with in, in something in whatever yes. or whichever direction he he takes. Right? If but, you can recognize talent like that or mm-hmm. or someone special like that by the time they're eleven years old, yeah. You know, and, and they continue to to in that direction. I mean, I I mean, I don't know the kid, but I can almost guarantee it from what you guys are saying. He he's gonna be, you know. Well, great- I got a little issue with him right now because he <laughs> made this post. Were there any sort of competition between you and Brett? <laughs> he's a shit disturber. <laughs> right. That was that was. You want to talk about that? That's the only rule he gave me What's when we that? first hooked up. What? He says, that? I don't care who you get, but you can't poach horses off my brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that's, that's one. And, and, and we ended up doing it. one. We, we ended up doing Yeah, I tried my best to duck it because I, I really wanted to ride a horse uh, that Tommy Danks had. Um, she was a pretty quick filly and went bad fast. Uh, I think her name was Andrew Danjou. But anyway. I kept bugging him, bugging him, bugging him. And Brett was riding a horse called uh, Teatritz. And finally, Tom says, I got one for you. I said, perfect. I opened up my book and he said, I said, wait a minute, who's the horse? He says, Teatritz. I said, no, I'm not allowed. 
He looked at me and said, look, Darren, that's coming off the horse now. Either you ride it or one of the other 60 guys there is going to ride it. But Brad is not. And I, I sucked it up and I told him. And the horse runs second. And I went in there saying, see, it was no different. But my man there had already told him to go long. And that was for three quarters. And actually, he would have been favored for the valedictory if he didn't slab his knee. He went right what? up the ladder. He went for oh, eight. Man, oh, man. He yeah. went, uh, he went uh, from eight to 20. And after 20, he come up with a mile and a quarter race, and we're going to see how good your man is. And he went that one. Then he come back for 40, going a mile and three-eighths, and he went it. Win a, a mile and a half on the grass. He would have been favored if he didn't slap oh. his knee. And that was that was the only one. And I didn't really poach him. He come looking for me. I was looking to ride another horse. But he he was uh, he was that horse that showed speed, but just didn't have it to stay. Because he was running good, going short. He was running second, third. He was making money, and uh, it all started by Tommy wanting to prove him wrong, and he wasn't wrong. He went as far as they could write him. Mm -hmm. Is Tommy Danks? Yeah. yeah. I didn't remember until yeah. you just called our horse in there. Yeah. Well, the reason I remember it is I got in trouble with the stewards because he got to a point where he was riding in uh, starters and he was carrying 107, 108 pounds. And back then you could only be five over and they'd take you off. Yeah. So they phoned me to take me off, and right away I ran to Tommy. What are you doing? Thinking it was him. <laughs> and I started screaming. I mean, he says, slow down before you blow a gasket. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so he went into the stewards, and they said, yeah, you can't carry over five over. And he says, well, then scratch my horse. Wow. And they said, what? He says, scratch <clears throat> my horse, because he's not running without him. He's not where he is without him, and he knows him. So he either, I think it was eight over. He either carries the eight or scratch him and I'll find somewhere else. And they announced the eight over and he still went. Wow. That's loyalty, though. That's loyalty. Yeah. Good old days. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. Like I said, um, we had some really good guys behind us and it just seemed to, to gel, you know, when, like I said, when one guy, uh, was low on horses a guy picked up. I mean, and I said, you got to have luck. Because I forget, I, I always call it Raise the Flag, but her name was different. That was Shug's horse. But Slade won four races on that filly, and at no time did they want him on the horse. And it, it wasn't that they didn't want Slade. The owner was extremely good friends with Chantel's parents. And they just wanted to help her as anyone would help their friend. Yeah. And four times that horse come open and four times he ended up on it and he went all four and never <laughs> was supposed to ride the horse for three different trainers. Started out yeah. with Grant Pierce. Then he got fired, went to Roger Atfield, and he told me there's no chance, my boy, I'll find you another one. And she ended up running Prince of Wales Day when all the guys were at Fort Erie. And it was a big grass race, and ours didn't get in. I phoned him, and he said, well, there's nobody else. You might as well ride her. And she went. And then Roger got fired, and she ended up over at Emile Lane's. And Emile Lane said he can't ride her. Chantal spun him. He ended up on him, and he went again. And all the way along, 
there was some excuse not to ride him, and he had to be open to be able to ride him. That's when things click, right? Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I want to jump back a little bit. I mean, when you what you did for your brother, not letting your agent go after, you know, your brother's horse and stuff, and then that relationship, you know what I mean, which for me is important because family, I take things with family very, very, very close to the heart, you know what I mean? And that was very wonderful to see that. I mean, is that something that, you know, was structure that was put into your you guys' livelihood from your parents or something that you took with you, um, Slade? No, I, I tell you what, you know, I, I couldn't ask for, before Brad and I, we couldn't ask for better parents, you know. I mean, we were raised by young to, to show respect, as I say, you know, and, and by our parents. And uh, it's got to be instilled from young and, and being, you know, brothers, that sort of thing. You know, wh why would I go to, to look to, to more or less, I wouldn't want to say rob him, but you know, ride another horse of his or steal a horse from him. Yeah, so maybe robbing him in a, a certain, certain aspect. But why would I want to do that to my brother? You know what I mean? And and uh, it just don't make sense. That's for why, sure. Why do you want to ask both of you guys? Because both of you guys were injured badly at a young age. How did that affect you guys in living the house together and that kind of stuff? I mean, it had to be not a good feeling well it never affected me you know i mean my mother's always nervous by the time we go i mean up to tomorrow when i write my mother's gonna be nervous you know but uh as far as me personally affect me sean i could fall off tomorrow i get back on a horse the next day and it don't bother me what extent that injury i have i that don't bother me in the least because but you i hurt or you ain't gonna get hurt listen I know you tough as nails because I've been in the hospital room with you already. I didn't yes. even recognize you because you you look like you were dead. <laughs> but but you not go that far, right? <laughs> you look so though. You look so, but the, the, the thing that really freaked me out is when you tell me you, just, you can hardly talk to and, and you let go of some good vision because words how bad you were hurting. And I said, Wow, you you good, boy. <laughs> but I, I heard the customers coming up, but how bad you feel. I said my mind good. <laughs> but no, from a, a relationship with you know what I mean with family uh, again, it goes along, especially in this game of horse racing. And I mean, with horse racing, family is mm. is very strong. And especially mm. when you have your brother there in the room with you, when you guys yes. got to go there and compete against each other, and then come yes. back in that room. And I mean, maybe not even just in that room, might have to be in the same house together and stuff yeah. like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And Brett has a nice picture there that I saw that you can. Brett, you have that picture that you can show. And just looking at the picture, you know, it just and and, and Leroy, don't don't forget, it goes both ways, because when That's Brett it. was deciding to retire, the first thing he told Burke was to put his brother on Incitatus, oh, and he went, he went a bunch yeah. of races with that horse. And I'm so happe to hear that because and that's why I want to bring part of that up in the in the show too because I know out there you know a lot of people see us here and see us there but don't understand that that love and unity that you know that supposed to be between us and we should, should carry it along with us along the way and to still have that a lot of guys can't say that right so it's, it's important for me you know because I have kids and I now I have um you know Micah young Micah and I'm trying to be a, a mentor not just his agent but mentor in his life, you know, he has uncles in the game. He has, you know, so much family in the game and stuff like that. And it's so important, again, for a person like himself to, to hear these guys speak because he's the future. 
And I'm hoping that he's going to take that flag that Sean has behind him and fly it just as great as his uncle's done or even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to, so to be to speak about that, I want you know it to, to be understood out there from the family and the unity that we need to carry us along the way. Yeah. Well, check this out. This is, I believe this was before Slade's first ride at Woodbine at the old jocks room. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was before, I think before I rode, before I first rode my race. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mine. So yeah. it's important, you know what I mean, guys? It's important to, to, to share that, you know what I mean? Very important. It goes a long way. It goes a long way, you know? And that's something that, you know, we can. But you know what? From instilled from my mother and my father, especially, the competition, having my brother, my older brother as a jockey, was good competition, but it never got nasty. And mm -hmm. even. As recent as last six months, my brother has shown his love for me, and I want to show it for him. Yes. Not only this, and I feel good because Incitatus was one of my favorite horses, and I was getting out of the game. And I remember talking to Darren and Slade. I said, "You guys got to get this horse," because mm -hmm. and and didn't he win the Connacht Cup the next year? I was like, yeah. "Damn, I quit too early." Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he won the Kegeli like, too. But but you also told Ron because Ron told me the story. Mm. He says Brett told me to ride Slade on this horse, and it just it clicked. Mm. I mean, obviously, if he didn't run any good, we probably wouldn't keep him. But they clicked mm. together, and they did well. Mm. Yeah. Good horse, though. Yeah. Good yeah. Horse. Oh, he was a cool horse, man. Yeah. Arnie used to graze him for hours. He's the only horse I saw grazing in a ditch while two loose horses run by him, and he didn't turn a hair. He just picked his head up and watched him, and then <laughs> dropped the night. Sean, he was, uh, he was cool. Yes, yes, I know that. Yeah, Sherry, Sherry, Sherry was his yeah, groom. Yeah, yeah. And that was that 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 started so funny, man. I I left her holding the bag because we had gone to the races one February day because we were bored, and the first guy I run into was Burke, mm -hmm. and he says, "What are you doing?" He said, "I'm not doing nothing." He says, man, I got 16 horses there, and there's only me and Arnie. You got to come and help me. I said, okay. So the next morning, being the winter, I slept in. So I, my brainstorm was to bring Sherry with me. We can get caught up because I slept in. Yeah. And uh, she did most of the work. She stayed, and I kept going. <laughs> she worked for him for years. <laughs> Wow. wow. I, I know Sherry's listening in, so hi, Sherry. <laughs> yeah. Well, she I said, you was... used to call the security and the page Arnie and Incitatus back to the bar. Yeah, you hear it, because he'd just go on a walk. He was a really cool horse. Actually, another horse that was pretty cool that Slade rode and liked was Judas Wild One. Mm. Yeah, that's what yeah. Scott Hardy had him. No, no, that's, Stu, that's Judas Wild Rush. Oh, okay. Judas Wild One was the first day oh, we went one. for, okay. for Codron, yeah. Okay. And he, he stood on that horse in a ditch underneath the clocker stand for 20 minutes because the horse was afraid of the stand. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And he just kept telling me, back him up, back him up. And then the horse ended up being okay. He was that a good was little horse. horse. Yeah, that was the I, first. I took a tongue lashing off of Lori Silvero over that. 
because we beat Noble Dintent, and he said, man, you could never beat that horse again. I said, I don't know about again, but I'm going to get paid for hiding. Oh, he was mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Randy Regent was third of Samson's. <laughs> Hi, Sherry. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Sherry. <laughs> yeah, but I got it was you was he not seeing horse uh Judas Wild One. He he was your horse type of horse, Sean. He uh -huh. was a Florida horse. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. He was like this. Yeah. Not, not necessarily massive, but he was yeah. more. Uh, uh, and he, you could you three people could have sat on his back. Wow. So what was that? Judas Wild One. Okay. I went back in, I don't even know what year, 96, 97, somewhere wow. around there. Yeah, lot, he, he, was, he was a pretty cool horse. Yeah. Wow. And Darren, we got a little comment for you here. Oh. Yeah. Don't forget Jake Nemet. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, oh. <laughs> Jake, oh. Oh, he's the man. And it, this, this is a funny story. <laughs> Everything been, with Jake is funny, man. <laughs> but I, I've been bugging, I've been bugging Stanley Brassic to ride a horse because Emma just runs second on him, but I knew she was tied up. So I'm bugging him, bugging him, and bugging him. And finally, he caves and gives me the call. And I'm happy. I think this horse is live as can be. Morning of the draw, Stanley calls into to me in the office. He says, "I got bad news for you." Well, there's only one bad side of news: morning of the draw, I'm getting screwed. Yeah. And he says, uh, Emma, come open, and she was sacking. And, and, you know, I wasn't rude to him, but I, I, I let him know I was pissed off because yeah. I turned down a horse, but at the end of the day, the horse wasn't live. But I, I, I leave his barn, and I'm walking up the center road, and Jake's standing there, and his classical music is blasting out the end. And he says to me, you got one in this race? I said, well, I did until five minutes ago. He said, good, you can ride this horse. I said, thanks, Drake. He says, but you got to tell the jock one thing. I said, what's that? He says, don't look down. I give him one of these, Jake, what kind of horse you put me on, man? He says, Darren, I swear to God, there's nothing wrong with this horse. It's just his nickname is Spare Parts because he looks like he's got a leg from four different horses. But he's never, ever took a bad step. That horse run and win. Whoa. And he come back for 20 and he went. And then DePaulo took him and uh, for 40. And he ended up winning with him. And I'm, I want to say his name was Car Carmeloff. Something like that. Carlos, where's Carlos? Come on, Carlos. Bring up that name. Carlos, remember, that's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, man. Yeah. Don't leave Don't... us hanging here. <laughs> but yeah, Carlos, he, was, he was called Spare Parts. Yeah, and that's what that's what Slade says when you when when you want it when when you need some luck if you get it. It's mm -hmm. not all about right and right mm -hmm. place, right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I want to find out a few nice races for Jake. I mean, mm -hmm. Carlos was his assistant back then, you know. Yeah, I worked quite a bit of races for Jake. And then Carlos, when he started to train, and Annalisa when she was training. Yeah, they took over from Jake. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. great, man. It's good to, to reminisce about these. <laughs> oh, <times. yeah. laughs> I mean, they, they were strife with the times, but you look back and it's uh, that's why it's good times. Journeys, man. We're taking the journey back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. yeah. Oh, I mean, another one was. Uh, oh, look at that. Here's our friend, 
Look at this. Leroy? Yes, yes. Slade, you got a, what do you like about the new whipping rule? I don't like it. <laughs> oh. I suck it. I'm glad I retired. I'm glad yeah. I retired. It's cost my jo it's cost my jock a lot of money, man. Over you know, last two well, or three years, man. Yeah, honestly, I get the public frustration as far as I'm concerned. I get the public perception. Yeah. But you have to have the right information. Yeah, yeah. These whips aren't uh they're not like the ones where Button my uncle or Chris Rogers left the no. road with. None of them. Or Sandy. They don't know Sandy, <laughs> they're, they're, or, or, or Larry, yeah, or on any of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, these are what they call, we, we alluded to it once before, but they're called a soft touch whip. Yeah. And their poppy is like four times the size and it's, it's thicker. And it, you know, you, you'd have to have Superman powers mm. to leave a welt. Yes. You can't. Mm. It's, it's more about keeping a horse focused and, and, and the sound it makes. Yes. And I think there's too many armchair quarterbacks telling us how to run our business. Because mm -hmm. honest to God, guys, I, I don't know how a jock does it. You're in a dog fight for a million dollar race and you got to count how many times. I mean, at least Woodbine, mm -hmm. they have a cadence to it. Mm -hmm. You know, one, two, three, push. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. So you can get into a rhythm. Mm -hmm. Some of these tracks just have a number. Like you can only hit them six times or ten times through a race. Mm. You're on a 1,200-pound animal going 40 miles an hour looking for holes and crevices to go through. Tell me one guy that's counting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> None of them. And But ha it happened to a, to a fella out west. I mean, he hit, Hissa just find a guy. The rule there is six hits, he hits seven. Mm. He dead heated for the win, and it's going to cost him everything he made. Wow. And more. Wow, because these 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 uh, um, these fines <clears throat> are generated by what they 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 say they earn, wow. but a lot of stewards that aren't former racetrack people don't understand how it gets done. So they think, okay, his end's fifteen hundred. I'm going to fine him fifteen hundred. Hmm. Well, actually, you just cost him twenty two fifty because everyone still pays their agent still pays their valet still mm -hmm. pays the taxes still pays mm -hmm. for their equipment they're mm -hmm. lucky to make 50 cents on the dollar mm -hmm. so by you taking everything and them paying everybody you're adding 50 percent to that fine mm. that's outrageous <laughs> yeah that's not good and the more nobody get gets fined everything they make the more you get well, fined, the more the more money you have end up paying all the time and it, and the escalation is brutal. there you go <clears throat> You know, yeah. I mean, there's a rule there actually everywhere that says at a certain point we can pull your license. What? Well, you know, that's, mm, I don't want to make the, I don't want to be the guy doing that. Mm. And somewhere along the line, somebody will take up the charge to set a precedence. And mm. it's absolutely ridiculous. Mm. You know, um, the outside people look at horse racing and they're not cared for it. I mean, is there always one apple that spoils the basket? Sure, there is. But for 99.9% .9 of those horses, they're cared for like kings and queens horses. It's true. They don't go without nothing. And a good horseman assesses. If this horse has no ability or talent, he gets on to a second career. Whether he's a riding horse or a jumping horse or a venting horse, whatever. Mm. You know? I mean, I remember one year, and I personally take a lot of heat for it, and I I don't know why, but everyone hates chuck wagon races. 
And I think they hate it because on the rare time there is an accident, it's catastrophic because you got wagons and you got horses hitched to them. Um, but uh, one year a guy won everything at the Stampede, and two out of his four horses were plate horses. Well, wow. one runs second and one won third in the same plate, and one was Forever Grand, and the other one was yeah. uh, Mort Hardy's horse, Anglian Prince. One was I second remember, and one was third, yeah, and they win. Yeah. Everything at the stampede. I remember Farber Ground went up there is, is right. I remember that. Yeah. He was, he was a mean horse. He was yeah. a mean horse, man. But he, I, he, he went I, over a million dollars as a yeah. race horse. Yeah. I think Tiller had him, didn't he? Yeah. Tiller yeah. had him, and then, and then Noel Randall had him. That's where I, I used to get on him from Noel. I wanted right. to stick with Noel also. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yes, man. He did. yeah, and Mort Hardy had Anglian Prince. Yeah, yeah, actually, that horse was just in the in the one of the replays you did with Port Colors. That yeah. Port Colors. Yeah. Yes, he was. And also, a horse I trained also called Robin Splasher. I was shocked to see him there. I obviously wasn't training him then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with the money going up, they're shopping for better horses. They used to mm -hmm. buy bargain horses, but now now they pay some money for them. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and like I said, it's a race. Um, do bad things happen? Absolutely. They're not very consistent. I mean, we haven't had a lot of catastrophic breakdowns. I remember San Anita went through a period where just about every day there was two or three and, and touch wood. They haven't had one in years. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a cyclical thing. And unfortunately the lucky lose create, uh, big problems because they don't understand it. They're not involved. Mm -hmm. Well, we also discussed previously darren that the horse's skin it's actually a hide it's not skin yeah it's not like our skin that will get damaged so well, easily think think it's about what you hide. wear think about what you wear you wear you wear chaps you wear a jacket you wear leather you, everywhere that's a hide and it's just i mean it's cow's hide but a horse hides the same thing it doesn't take it but you can take those soft touch whips and hit your hand and is it gonna hurt no, you're going to feel it, obviously, but it's, it's, it's almost impossible to leave a welt or cut a horse. And uh, that's my biggest discontentment with the game right now is, is we're treating our owners and our, our, our betters like second-class citizens. You really want to bet on a horse that he, the jockey can't give 100% to? Like I said, this fellow just got fined for hitting seven when the rule is six, and he was in a dead heat. You know, I mean, and you you got to have uh, common sense. You know, the judges are there to govern racing. They, they, every infraction doesn't follow the, the rule to a letter. You got to have common sense. You know, if he hits one more over for a dead heat, that should be, uh, that should be looked on as a talking to, hey, you know, Try and keep count because that's the rule. But if a guy's on a horse that's visibly done and backing up and he's pounding on him, he needs a substantial fine in days. But you can't tie a guy's hand that's trying to win a race. You know? Because then that breeds this that that, that breeds division. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's always one owner that's worth four hundred million and one owner that, that's worth a million. The guy with a million isn't saying nothing. The guy with 400 says, do whatever you can to win a race. I'll pay you fine. You completely screwed everybody. Because that guy is just above everybody. Because he well, can just wail away and somebody's going to pay his fine. 
But what I want to ask Slade also, this weekend is a big weekend for you. What does it mean to you, man? Tell me. Uh, and I was saying, you know, I'd be fortunate enough to, to be around the Gomez family for a long time because, you know, Darren's dad, which is Abelino's brother, was alive. You know, I, I, I knew Mickey and uh, I heard stories, all, all different kinds of stories about Abelino, you know, through Mickey, through Darren. And um, I also know, you know, his, his um, Abelino's son, who is Abelino Jr. And so to be awarded. And Victor, who you rode for? Yeah, which is his, yeah. And um, so to be awarded this, it, number one, it is a great honor. And, um, you know, I, I was overwhelmed with uh, emotion when I, I first found out. And um, to be, oh, not only just the award in itself, but to be put on a list with all the great writers and Canadian writers that have gone before me that have been awarded this, it's just something special, you know. It uh, it was really, really great honor, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. great, because um, it also says a lot for us Barbadians too, because you know about the third Barbadian to win this. If I'm right, huh? Patrick and Quincy Welch also. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, and I, it, it speaks volumes, you know, it speaks volumes for Barbados and, and people that have gone on to um, further their career from Barbados in, into North America, you know. I mean, this award obviously is for just Canadians, but then, I mean, you've got your friends and uh, other Barbados like the Rocco Boyne that's writing in the uh, States. Uh, Jalon, you got you know, a, a Rashad Latchman out in uh, Virginia and wh wherever those guys are, you know, it's uh, I think the talent has come out of Barbados. It's just but such a small uh, island and and such a you know the, the pool of people that we're we're drawing from to produce such great and good writers is, is just uh, unreal to be honest. Well, since you're saying that, I'm going to ask you to speak a little bit on my little guy that just came out then, on Micah Husbands. What do you think about him? You know, I, I think Micah is a very good writer. I, I, you know, from what we've seen so far, he definitely looks apart in, in the morning. You know, we haven't seen him. You know, he's ridden, what, a little less than 10 races, somewhere around there. Yeah. And, um, but as far as in the morning, you know, he, he definitely is built to be a jockey. And mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, unfortunately for, you know, the other apprentice out there is Slade Jones, who is a little taller, a little heavier, um, not taking away from any of their writing, you know, the both are fantastic writers. And I but, think both are leading the costume, but Slade stepped from the garrison straight into Woodbine if he didn't miss a beat. What about that? A hundred percent. And Slade is a very talented writer. And, um, mm. Providing he can keep his weight down because you know he he's he's a little on the taller side, unfortunately. Mm. But once he can get that weight managed, I think both himself and Micah within the next couple of years. I mean, I, I don't want to put myself out on a limb by saying this, but I think the two of them could almost dominate what dominate Woodbine. And uh wow. two years. I think both of them are, are you know very talented and, and as they say before, Leroy, if you don't get the chance to, to show off your talents, you know, you, you just sit in the background and fade away. 
So hopefully both these kids, you know, can get a chance to um, get the opportunity to show how good they can write and prove it. Because in my opinion, I think both of them are exceptional writers. Mm. Well, they hopefully they can feed off each other and they have a little competition with each other, you know, and let's make things, make it worth. Yeah, you know, but you know, I, I think I'm, I'm looking around Woodbine too, but you know, I'm out there every day and, and I'm looking at all these new faces coming around in the morning and, um, you know, uh, the younger generation, what you see will be up and coming writers for the next, you know, 10 years, so to speak, who's going to start writing, who isn't. And I've noticed just here in the last couple of years, there, there are quite a few young people coming that look really good in the morning. I mean, you know, I, I haven't seen them breaking out the gate. And, and as we know, writing a race is totally different. But uh, you know, you've got David Moran's son. And I, I've seen a couple of girls out there that um, I, I can't remember their names right now, but a couple of girls out there caught my eye as well, you know. And I know they want to start writing another year or two. And uh, if they can all keep improving, I think that that's going to go bode really well for the jobs colony here at Woodbine. The future looking well then. Yes. I think so for the for the upcomers. And I'm I'm only talking about the writers that are here now. I mean, you know, hopefully we can get some other Barbadians get work papers and and you know kids that you know might be 13, 14 now, maybe in another three, four years, maybe they too can come along and and uh, continue to fly the flag. Okay, you know, me and Barbados, we start early. Compared to Canada, we start very young. All of us started young. I mean, you sure. did, I did. Every one of us. By the time we were 24, we were, we've been writing a decade already. You know, <laughs> we're veterans. The only difference is, and the unfortunate part is, we write in two, two race days yes. every month. Yes. Whereas someone that started in North America, they have the yes. opportunity to write. If they want to go to Fort Erie, they can yes. write for six days a week if they really yes. wanted to, you know. Whereas, yes. you know, and, and, you improve by practice, you know, the more times you do something, the more you improve, mm -hmm. and uh, which is practicing. A lot of these young guys starting out too, you know, if you ever get the opportunity to, to get an exercise or, or to get use of an exercise and a practice, I mean, you go and look and you see some YouTube videos of these guys in, you know, little poor countries and, you know, Mexico or wherever, you see them sitting on top of a barrel, you know, mm -hmm. with a little saddle strap to it, and, and that's how they learn to write and, and they practice. So, yeah, you, know, well, you, you should say that, you know, because Micah, about <laughs> 10 years ago, that's how I first met him, you know, when I was, I went by, yeah, in, 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 in um, Hearts Gap. I went looking for Turkey. I was my father, myself, and this kid was on the, on the wall. He had like a, like a little makeup with a rope or something like that. And just right in this, and could Turkey remind me of it? You know, they showing you remember the kid and he said, gee, I, that was him. But and that's how, right. yeah. That's why I met him too. Patrick actually, I, yeah. I, his place in, in thing and on the rail. And Patrick says, "Watch this and send the kid to sit on that rail." The part that kind of freaked me out: his hands were like so small, <laughs> but he took a stick and he would spin it between his fingers <laughs> and switch it. I was like, "What?" Yeah, you know. And he he looked no no taller than just a little past my knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's much taller than that <laughs> 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 you know, and it was it was impressive, and this, even to see him when he used his wit for the first time here, and, and watching him wit for the first time, I was like, I was yeah. impressed. You know, he, doing was he, he, he got about twelve years of doing that, man. Yeah, well, um, that's one thing. He always had a stick in his hand. You know what I mean? Always, well, always that's the year, You know what I mean? It, it, it was pretty impressive. I think Patrick's got himself a lot of competition. 
<laughs> well, that's one of the things I think we should start as a jockey school. Well, here in Canada, you mean? Still here in Canada? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, and you can draw from other places that, that say don't have a school or, or whatever. Um, because there's a lot of people that come out of Barbados that just stone cold can ride. Yeah. And I mean, well, people don't understand it, but you get to the you get to that racetrack, and then you understand it. Yeah. And I'm not knocking it, but that's not the easiest no, track to navigate I, in the world. No, but that's a, listen. When we spoke to Jim Bannon, and Jim Bannon said, "When you come from Barbados, Garrison Savannah, you could go anywhere in the world and ride." And it felt real good to hear a guy of his stature say that. You know what I mean? Because it shows you that. Um, People are getting it, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. People are getting it, and it's not just the racetrack; it's the people there. They yeah, they yeah. must be, uh, the for the large part, good horsemen, because you just yeah. can't turn out that many guys that can ride on a fluke. There's a, yeah. there's some kind of um, unregistered program of who you learn from that teaches you well. It's a tradition, man. I, I, listen, it, it has a lot to do with passion. I mean, when you come to racetrack, it's a passion thing. People really get very passionate about their horses and about working. And and when you've got passion to do anything, it overcomes, I don't know, everything else, I should say. I mean, when you've got that passion to do stuff. I, yeah. for myself, as a youngster, I just love this sport. I mean, I'm, I'm an old man now and still in it. No, and, and you're no. right, Sean, but you can passion have passion and no talent. <laughs> you know, and, and for whatever reason, like I said, that program or the, the way everyone acts or teaches. Uh -huh. um, and that's being small is a benefit in that part because mm -hmm. you're not lost amongst the shuffle. Mm -hmm. But whatever, like the generation from generation isn't lost because they're teaching and they're producing good riders. But yeah, I, I you know what, though, Sven? I think a lot, what I've learned since I've been here, the tradition has never really changed from chart road jockey to the racetrack. You still got a lot of youngsters who learned to ride on those chart roads, breeze horse and chart roads where all of us started. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? And when you were a chart road jockey, you got to learn to ride because things come out from the bush. You know what I mean? Mongoose. How about, how about the road? How about the tar road? You're riding on the tar road and trucks are passing. I have Buses a passing at 100 miles. Mm -hmm. you got to keep that horse steady. And you know what I mean? Sure. Get it back to, to what Dan is saying in, in terms of a jockey school for Canada now. Mm -hmm. You know, I tend to agree with him because, I mean, other than if you're raised up on a racetrack, like let's say Michael David, who would have that connection, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, there are not many young guy apprentices that are born in Canada that, you know, has the opportunity to say, hey, I got an opportunity. I can go to a, a job school and become a jockey if I want. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, like, if you look back in the last bunch of years, a lot of them are girls. And, and you know, traditionally, the, the girls usually start writing, show jumping writing and equestrian. Mm -hmm. So they then transfer from that. To, to the racetrack, you know, mm -hmm. whereas guys technically don't really get involved with as much horses at, at such a young age. Yeah. But I mean, it's a fantastic idea if, if um, you could ever get the opportunity to open a, a job school here in uh, in Toronto for Listen. You know, people that, you know, as you say, you can draw from Manitoba, all over Canada mm -hmm. and um, have riders. 
because all the recent apprentices that have come here are from, you know, outside of Canada. Like you look at Kazushi, you know, Fukumoto, you look at this new guy that's come in, Slade, Mika. I mean, none of them are Canadian, right? I mean, so, and, and kids for Canada too, got to have somewhere to start. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. The, but it, the problem I find in Barbados, um, Slade, right? Is that we got kids now who are what, six foot who should be playing cricket for the West Indies. <laughs> the foot is about size 11 and they won't be jockeys. You know what I mean? Well, that's. I, mean, I feel that I, I don't, you know, me don't want to kill anybody dream or anything like that. But as when um, George Hussain was on our show and George said, you know what I mean? He tried to tell people if that we want to do, go outside, you can make a good money getting on horses on the mornings instead you know what i mean so, correct so if a guy is six foot and he won't ride horses still you know what i mean he can still get out and stuff but you don't really like to see them guys oh that's six foot guys man worrying them uh they're 120 enough already well so, i think what deshaun parker is six foot and he's one of the <laughs> so, you yeah. know you got the right body tight you know you might be skinny but i'm talking what was it Leroy? you know i think it was like 13th or so in north america yeah ever. yeah six crossed that plateau last two weeks ago yeah ray williams ray williams is is six two but he's he's still he still catch 104 no, he don't. This kid is sharp as nails there, man. I'm but telling Ray you, man. Williams is six two. You know what I mean? He got the shape and you know what I mean? He looks the part and everything. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But I some of these guys and, and you know what I mean he started from young and thing, but some of these guys not even started yet, you know? And, and that's the thing, you know. That's, that's the problem, you know, they're not started yet and they're not it's okay when you're like 14 and come in and you grow and you that size and stuff but when you're still 18 19 and still even get the boxes yet it's, no, it's I, I agree with you that that's virtually impossible yeah yeah you start that i remember when i first saw when i first started the first race i rode i win 92 pounds yeah, I don't want to start with Brett. I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't 75 pounds, <laughs> 75 pounds at 15 years old. I was, I was 80 pounds at 14. Wow. Yeah, so, exactly. That's look at me now, you know. Wow. Yeah, I remember. I was, I was 80 pounds in grade I, three. At 18, I was probably about 105 pounds at 18 because I was galloping too. At wow. 18, yeah. you know, and so, look at you now. Look cool. Oh dear. Well, guys, I got a few more questions for Slade coming up, but we need to give some shout out to our sponsors, yes. mpequine.com. Um, right. They've just renewed with us to come on to sponsor us in season two. And man, they shared a video with me today. I love you to see it, Slade, if you ever heard of them. But take a peek at this commercial coming up here now. All right. Roll it.
That is mpequine.com. McKee Pownall, equine services and veterinary care, providing sports horse medicine, which addresses the needs of competitive horses with the goal of maximizing their athletic performance and prolonging their competitive careers. Guys, you got to check out that place, yep. huh? Yep. Our Canadian family have to... We had a few of our guys checking it out already, so... Yeah, the rest keep, um, you know, we have to get to get that aerial shot, you know, it looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Those outstanding facility that the guy put together, you know, he was even mentioning that people told him it was crazy what he was doing, and he he didn't listen and he went ahead and got it done. And I mean, he's where is that? Let's speak a little bit about it. Where is that? Somewhere in King Brett. They Campbellville. They have a number of locations. Oh, um, Campbellville, that's by bro. Mohawk. Yeah, that's a way Charters. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the they have a number of vets as well. That I mean, they've just done some fabulous work, and they mesh with everything we want. They offer equine veterinary care with a focus on lameness, sports horse medicine, pre-purchase exams, dentistry, wellness. I mean, one of their um, yeah. girls that uh, works with them is, uh, refresh my memory, Sean, um, a sports horse massage therapist. Yeah, yeah. And Leroy is going to be introducing her down to Woodbine in the coming days. Um, just tried to get her involved um, to she see how she's doing. Attendance and that kind of stuff with the, the strips and that kind of stuff. So she does a lot of good work with muscles and that kind of stuff. So. It Slow really suits horses at, 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 at um, Woodbine because you know, on, the, on that track, you tend to get a little jarred, you know? So, so where you see the lady on the indoor um, place there for Sinity Slate, or the old poly that we had at Woodbine is actually, yeah. they got some up there in their place. Yeah, and the indoor, indoor arena. Yeah. 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 The perfect spot in Campbell to get a bunch of people from uh, the standard breads too then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... See, that's the thing about Woodbine, you know, Woodbine uh, being, they're located pretty close as well, right? So, yes, they're yes. Minutes there. Minutes they're 25 minutes away. 45 minutes yeah. away, something like that. Yeah. 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 Desmond went and visited them already. Desmond yes. Maynard, he went up there and visited them. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. So, we're just so going to just need some more of you guys to go and visit, man. Yeah. It's the place to be. They have um, veterinarians there in Campbellville, Caledon, and Uxbridge as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think we just looked at their veterinarians page. I mean, people can go and check them out at mpequine.com. Um, they have a whole list of veterinarians. I'm talking four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 15 or 16 of them working across mm -hmm. all different genres of looking after equine services and stuff is and it's amazing what they're doing Sawanas that was working for the godolphins too yes that's right yes just brought it up there too so a new vet we huh? were speaking with mike ponal himself and he was telling us just the other day um brought someone from was sheik mohammed's barn yes, yes. So they're really stepping up and want to yeah, definitely get into the standard they're not making bread. jokes yeah. The standard standard bread and thoroughbreds. Um, the guy is from Dubai Equine Hospital, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so we're definitely going to try and reach out to Desmond Maynard. He 
went out there just last week or the week before mm-hmm. to check things off and um mpequine.com will be coming up with a few um competitions that we're gonna have on journeys the talk show um right. where we'll learn a whole lot more about the services provided i believe marnie does the massage yes. and what was it um sean with the beam um the tape she tape. she does the tape the with tape. tendons and and muscles like um in the back end yeah strips the strips the strips so that's her and specialty i think marnie she's a registered equine massage therapist and yes. we look forward to having them on the show in the coming weeks as well so thanks out to them for all of their help and their support but get him back to slade we got a question here from one of our um followers slade i have some fred stone lithos Please tell us about the print that you have hanging right beside you. <laughs> we knew that would get That's some more interest, people. right, Leroy? Yes, yes. That's a Canadian bird champion, a Jinski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wow. With less to pick at the board. Thank you, Lloyd, for sending in your question. Yeah. And Carlos Grant said, you're correct, Darren. Oh, so, Karmaloff, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, our man Carlos is still awake. Thank you. Well, talking about awake is it is definitely getting late, guys. So let's kind of yeah wrap this thing up. Well, we wrap it up now. But yeah, thank you. It's late to up to late. He's got to write tomorrow. We don't want the wife on his case after that race tomorrow. You know. Early. I'll be at the bar long before you guys wake up. I know that. Oh, still the same guy. Good. I know that for sure. Yeah, or not today. <laughs> Never had a problem getting up. No, no, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. It always remains in the blood. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, we we want to congratulate Slade again on his Amina Gomez Award and for the great career that he's had and be able to share his journey with us and take the pleasure also again in having our second episode and him being the first one on it. Second so, season. Yeah. Second season. Sorry, that's our first episode. Second season. Yeah. So yeah. again, Slade, congratulations again for myself and to the whole team. And okay. Frank, right. yeah. John Tell Brent. us, Slade, what time is it on Sunday or between which races will the presentation be? I think I was told after the second race. After oh, the second race. So we'll be watching. all be watching, cheering you. Thank you for flying I, the Beijing flag so high. I hope high. people about it in, um, racing community will be watching also i mean this is something very special yes there'll be a lot of people in the stands yes yes it will shake (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you (laughs) the last time i said that was on your show too yes you you did yes you did yes you did was that said I, tell you, I said, he, he talked about the stand shaking. I hope we don't get no earthquake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, you know, you're going to laugh. That's one thing about uh, Toronto. There's yeah. uh, the natural disasters touch what are very few and far between yeah. compared to some of the other places yeah. with hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes. We're, yeah. we're pretty lucky. But we, we just yeah. want to let our people in Barbados know after the second race, look out for Slade getting his award. Very important yeah. to give them you know our support from, from the islands here 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We wish you the best, man. We wish you the best. This like I said brilliant. before, very well deserved. Very well deserved, man. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You see, because all of us been part of this journey together, and to see some old guys getting to this level, man, is it feels as if we're part of it. You know what I mean? All of us been part of it, and I, I really, really, really appreciate that. Yeah, no, it was great. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be glad to have this opportunity to come on the show too, you know, and yeah, uh, let everyone know about uh, sort of my life more or less. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, as I, I said, we got it. I think, you know, I mean, the, the, the last generation didn't really tell us much. You know, I mean, we didn't get much stories. We're lucky that we still spoke to Charlie there recently and some of the older guys, Venice is gone. Free. But yeah. I'll try to get as much of this younger guys who are coming up now to. To tell the story i mean especially you guys who have so many years ahead of you already you know yeah that you could tell trying us. to record history here trying to record history man i really appreciate yeah. you for coming really appreciate it anytime and thank you darren for right, coming brother. in surprising yeah. slate yes, was right. it a surprise slate or did did you find out no the great no. Vine? Yeah, i was definitely surprised i, I didn't ask <laughs> <laughs> darren, <laughs> that that's for sure there is the no go to man for certain things, some big things, big events. I'm bringing the big guy. Stand <laughs> as comfortable on the on the uh, show as you guys. So yes, of yeah. course we want to be comfortable because yeah. yeah. we're all guys too, man. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys. Well, we'll wrap this up. Yeah, um, Sean, Leroy, and myself will be back with you very momentarily. But thank you, Darren Slade. And to all who have been watching and listening, we got a few exciting stories coming up shortly. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right, man. All right, man. That was great. That was great, guys. Man, it's smooth, huh? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay, well, let's finish it up and get wrapped up so we can, a lot of guys want to get to bed. <laughs> and we well, can... we, we want to thank... Um, everyone out there for watching staying in tune um i want to go through a few of our comments with some of our followers um azarian our 11 year old biggest fan he wants to know who is our next guest <laughs> um henderson yard is saying solidarity house was one of those two wins not quite sure um tom marino saying good night to everyone mm. oh man uh, thanks tom richard edgel good night gentlemen i was wondering if slade touched on the day he won his first and second race all on the same day i'm not quite sure um he didn't get to talk about that tonight but i think it was both wins for rodney jones mm. actually and, not and quite richard, sure. richard worked Running doing, I'm sure, back in those days. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, so. I, I was Sparky and Noble Run, Tibbs Boy. There are a couple of names that I remember, I think. Yeah. But um, let's go through some of Richard Hoyt. Say, say first Best. and third. Say the same first and third. First and third ride. Okay. Yeah. Or the first and third win. Yeah. Well, Rich Ricardo Hoyt said Slade is the best front riding jockey he saw and he <laughs> rode in here in his times. All right. And Sherry. Sherry said that she that Slade must have felt sorry for her or obligated 
because she was his agent's <laughs> wife. But Slade rode a horse for her and Johnny Cardella that 10 other riders refused to ride. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call him Ninja for no other reason, huh, guys? <laughs> um, but yeah, Sherry yes, and Tom Marino were having a good conversation. First win, third ride, second win, fifth ride. Yeah. Wow. So okay. He so remembered me. Leroy, remembered he got the books better than you with his stats. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same day. Yeah. Same day. Yes, sir. Richard Agile. That's, yeah. You got that right. Now, you Leroy, who, yeah. this Al Adamson says, Leroy seems to be slow. Slade just made a point comparing the writers at Woodbine then to now. Stats have nothing to do with it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I was like, I'm not going to mention that on there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm still a big but, stats man. <laughs> uh, and Sean Hammer, congratulations to Slade. Yes, so our man. our man Sean Hammer, our man, a go to guy, and Azarian <laughs> earlier on saying the Colin Stakes Vorticity, Judas Wild One, the Bunty Lawless Stakes. I think Darren and Slade are going to remember those names, yeah, Riverboat. But, um, yeah, so things are going good, guys, and um, where to next? Well, let's mention who we're going to have on our show next because, you know, it's a great pleasure to know we're going to have the great Safi Joseph mm. up next on our show. And it's going to be, you know, that's something big for us to have another great outstanding horseman from our little island, Barbados, which is... A big fish, man. That's a big fish. Yeah, we consider so a big, Safi big Joseph fish. Jr. will be on board. That would be great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to having him on the show. Yeah, man. Out, you know what I mean? Sean, we need to interview our man Leroy because as our 11-year-old kid is saying, Leroy has a story written on him on Canadian thoroughbreds now. Really? Well, that, is, that, <laughs> is that the one you did before, Leroy? It's got to be the one I did before because I haven't yeah. got a new one. It's not I a think new one. we interviewed around that time when I came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah on the Azari's, other show. Azar is a little behind with that one. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think the third bay one was it was titled Wealth of Experience or something like that. That was the yeah. last one. And Richard Edgel said Noble Run was the first mm -hmm. and Sparky, Sparky was the second. All right. So we're getting everyone in there. Um we got we got but Sean, before we go, Sean, um mm -hmm. I just wanted to hey, Sean, guess what I'm drinking here, Sean? I'm drinking some cane juice. I finally got my cane juice. So, two looks to you, buddy. Cane juice. <laughs> Thanks, man. I can break two gallons of that. I put it right here on the table just for you. And Sean, I'm going to show you I can break Sean, that thing Stop, stop, stop. I would like my friend Leroy to continue to show his beautiful oh, photos of the oh, sugar cane. So it, it was Look sugar. at these sugar cane. Thank you, Brett. Thank it's you, Brett. Look at that, Sean. Thank you, Brett. look at that. Look. Thank, there's thank you, small, Brent. there's medium, there's yeah. large, yeah. Yeah. and then yeah. there's super large. That comes from Guatemala. That comes from Guatemala. Well, by the way, kid from it was sugar cane, Sean. That ain't big, that's sugar cane. <laughs> God, look, it can come from Guatemala. 
Thank you so much, Brent. You just made my night, Brent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. I had to rub it in a little bit. Thank you, Brent. Yeah, they're, 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 right back there, buddy. Right back there. Right back there. Yeah. Drinking yeah. Guatemala sugar cane and, 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 and what a show off. But, but, but Leroy, here's yes. the thing. Yes. We ain't taking a show personal. No. But I live in Barbados. Yes. Right? Yeah. I see Sean. He even right. give me a little bit of can juice either. I even had none. Not even a little bit of can buy me a little bit. I said, Brett, the show coming up Wednesday. Yes. Bring this out on, on the show. Yes. Apparently, he has a friend that has his own sugar cane field yes. with organic sugar cane. Yes. And he don't want to share any with me. But he's promoting it, but he's not sharing it. All he's right. promoting it, but he's not sharing All it. Garvey, right. I, I want... I want a large, no, no. Right. I want a medium, <laughs> no whip sugar cane <laughs> for next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, I can make sure you you hold a gallon or a liter or whatever it is to sell them now. Yeah, that's super large. <laughs> you know I mean? So that you could um, be emotional. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to shut him down with a, with a liter. <laughs> you never, you never box that Canadian drinking Guatemala. Can't do it again. <laughs> Never. Wait, 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 Sean. I, I see her slow. Um. Hey, Sean. Guess what I'm drinking here, Sean? I'm drinking some cane juice. I finally got my cane juice. So, toots to you, buddy. Cane juice. <laughs> toots to you, buddy. <laughs> I had to play it again. That's the only video well, we played three times. You don't know how much pledge I had when I saw that kid. Dude, I was and like, it looked, boy. It looked watery, man. This is the color I was drinking. I was drinking a dark color. Okay, that, yours was, okay, okay. Yeah, that looked like you're drinking a beer. I don't know if you're drinking a beer or can juice, man. You had a little yeah. rich, but no, it, was a, it wasn't a beer for sure, because you saw the sugar cane right there, right? I don't right? know. I don't know. Okay. okay. I don't okay. know. Okay, man. You, it, you, looked, you just... it looked the color of a bear. It looks but, like... but, Sean, beige and cane a little thicker than that cane that he got. Either that is Guatemala cane, or it might be some it from... Come, it come from Guatemala. No, right, quit. <laughs> it looked like Guatemala. Yeah. It looked... You no, know I mean? It looked... That is the same thing in my head, Guatemala. No. But it's still summer up in Toronto, hey. Leroy. I yeah. know you're gonna find more can juice. Can juice yeah. I, I yeah. will send you some from Barbados. Wrap up, yeah, for sure. Uh, apple is an apple wherever you go. A, 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 a plum is a plum wherever you go. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? Apple's real sour though. But it's still an apple. It's still an apple. It could turn your belly man. It's still. Anyhow. On that note, guys. All right, guys. It was a very another uh, off the a very great start. Let's continue what we're doing and keep yes, our sir. audience. Um, in, in mean, but happy. we want to excite some of our listeners. We got Tyrone Harding coming up next yeah. week. Yes. Blacksmith Ham Dog. Yes, the dog. Andrew Noons coming up next week. We got a yes. number of exciting guests on board. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned, and we will see you on July twenty seventh. Next week, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Guys, it's been a great show. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you. Good night. Good night, guys.